Welcome to the Pixel Response Podcast. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, we already heard that part by now. Oh, right, right, I don't have to make the song. No. Oh, how's it going? Um. Yeah, today's been pretty, something. pretty heavy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for one, yeah. uh, one particular reason, but is there any other reason for you? No, Okay. everything else was going pretty great. Okay. No, I was just making sure that... Yeah, like, Payday, you know, saw a movie I was looking forward to. Just had generally great times, but one giant elephant came along and was just like, Hey, man, got some bad news, Did bro. One giant bomb dropped? Yeah, that's a way to say it. Oh, <laughs> that is it's nice. true. A giant bomb has fallen. Oh, that's horrible. That's not... That's not I don't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so for anybody that doesn't know or whatever, Ryan Davis of Giant Bomb, formerly GameSpot, yeah, died today or yesterday? Oh no, he died like July third. Oh wait, July like third. They just didn't say anything about it. They were kind of yeah, like I guess it happened on vacation, like the honeymoon, and it was like pretty devastating for like the family and stuff. Like primarily, oh, so they kept so. it shush. So yeah, they kind of dealt with that stuff, and then today was the day where they just like, all right, we need to tell the internet, like this, this is this has got to be announced. Is that why he wasn't on the bombcast last week, or was he just getting I, married honestly, at that point? I think that was he was gone because he's on his honeymoon. So like, because no, like, there's no way they would be that chipper on a podcast if that had just well, because they recorded Tuesdays, and if he died on the third, that's the Wednesday. So they found right. out the so day had, after they hadn't even happened. And I honestly, like, looking at some Twitter feeds and stuff, I'm not sure some of them knew until like maybe yesterday or something. Like, I, I which is crazy because like I wouldn't assume some of his closest friends would be kept out of the loop for any amount of time, but. I don't know. It's just weird reading like the nature of the tweets, and then suddenly the tone changes, right? Yeah. Like around 24 hours ago. So it's like, hey, we're joking around about video games and Moon Patrol, and now we're really like dour, you know? Like I don't know. It just doesn't quite fit at least my mental understanding of that whole dynamic or whatever. But dude, yeah, it sucks. Hmm. It sucks. It's no, a- yeah. It's and uh, like we were talking very, very vaguely before he, we started here, because we only really started talking about five minutes ago, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Like, well, we've been online for a bit, but yeah, we didn't get into it obviously because. Yeah, but like to tackle. We were saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, one of the most important people ever. No, absolutely not. But in yeah, but maybe. Like, but like no. it depends to who, I guess. Well, it's all it just shows that relativity thing. Like, I mean, I yeah. think I brought it up as an example before when like Whitney Houston died or something where it's like this doesn't matter to me. But there's like a list of people that if it happened, I would be really upset and it would be a hard thing to explain to some people because they'd just be like, who's that? Like, what are you sure. talking about? And sure. This is one of those people, right? Sure. We're just like, oh, this is one of my celebrities. You know, this is like one of my heroes that matters like way more than a lot of people that, you know, would matter more to like, you know, Oh, Michael Jackson. It's just like, all right, I guess so. But I don't, I can't share that. But this one, like a smaller, but maybe like more internet savvy 
group know. So there's like a lot of chatter going on about it. Like Twitter was just this weird echo chamber of like sad, but happy, but you know, like, Hey, here's a funny moment, but Hey, were you going through everybody that like worked with him's Twitter too, seeing what they well, had like, to say as of like when I found out five hours had passed since they announced it? Yeah. So like I looked at every tweet from five hours from the point I was at because I wanted to see where the tide turned there, sort of. Right, right. And it's weird because you're right. Some of them are just like seven days ago, five days ago, and they're just like, lol, look at this, blah, blah, blah. And then five hours ago, never forget. Yeah, like, like just what like, the fuck? <laughs> whoa, everything got way serious all of a sudden. Like these are like some joker jokesters for the most part a lot of the time, and then it just kind of gets. Really I dark. thought it was a joke at first, honestly. I read it on Facebook of all places. Yeah, that. a lot of people were kind of saying that. Like it was just like, is this a prank? Like is this kind of like an internet thing? Is this kind of like a weird, you know, dark riff or something? It's like no, no, no. This is this is real. Like by the just a volume of people saying stuff, it's just like no, this is real, and it's still totally surreal for me. Like to just kind of process, like no, yeah, that's just over now. Like the bomb cast is different now. It's just gonna not be like that. Like Pax, it's not gonna have that guy, and that's gonna be weird. And just the industry in general, like is just kind of strange. But no, I was riding that wave of news as it happened. Like Sean yeah. texted me, and it's just like, oh, dude, like Ryan Davis died, and I was like, what? Uh, what what do you mean and then i checked twitter and it was just like oh wow like the first tweets like greg kasov and reacting to it and like you know klepek and everybody and it was just like oh no this is this is getting scary like it was just like i was sitting there playing the last of us and then got this text and i was just like i need to turn this off like i just i don't know what's going on i just kind of can't do it i just can't do it right now that sort yeah, of thing. just like nothing else can I can't think through things right now. It's just like what and yeah, it was just it was a weird weird morning. Like eventually, yeah, yeah I just went for a walk and then it rained. It was just stupid. It was just that's <laughs> a dramatic morning. Like it was like I got somewhere and then it was just like oh man, I didn't bring an umbrella. I'm an idiot, but I honestly wasn't thinking about umbrellas or anything. And like partway to where I was walking, I was like I should buy a forty. And, like, it got all, like, really weird. Like, yeah. That's... I don't know where my whiskey is, but I was looking for it today. I did buy a large beer and drank it. So. Are you, are you like, drunk now? No, that was, this was a while ago. So this was at lunch. I'm wondering if I should just go grab the whiskey quickly and pour some in my drink here. Mm-hmm. I ran out of whiskey a few days ago. Unrelated. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, well, like... We'll talk a bit more, and then I'll get some whiskey. But, yeah. It's just I got nervous in the liquor store because I was, like, the only guy there, and I looked haggard. Like, I just, like, I just walked out of the house, like, you know, I hadn't shaved in, like, five, eight, six days and, like, had this shitty hoodie on. And I was just, like, I probably look really suspicious right now. And I just felt super guilty. I was, like, especially since, like, hey, what are you looking for? And my answer would be the shittiest malt liquor because that's what we do. I think I think that's a tradition. So I wasn't sure how to handle that, and I was just like, "Oh, I think I found it. Oh, this is large malt, like loggers, or like, these are large loggers, or something. Ah, whatever." This yeah. Is. And then yeah, that was my purchase, and I bought some KFC, and then I walked home. Jesus. It, yeah. Was, so have they released a death? Like how he died? No, Cause like the death. I should say. No, not to my knowledge. I haven't. I haven't seen anything. Do you think that. they will? 
Or do you think it's one of those things that's like, that's not important? I, I don't know if they will. I, I'm not sure. Like, I'm wondering if there's going to be a podcast tomorrow where they'll address some of this stuff. But... Well, the only thing Jeff said on Twitter, from what I remember, was I have something to say about this, but now's not the time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or and I'll then, have something to say about this, but not now. Yeah, I can only, like, their friendship has been, like... Well, they were basically, like, family, right? Those two. Those, yeah, those guys' chemistry and, like, their dynamic has been kind of the backbone of the whole business, right? Like, they, they've just been constantly riffing on each other and joking around and i can't sure. imagine like that that must be like such a weird thing to have happen sure it's just, yeah like i was like comparison is just like is this like you know when ebert lost siskel like or something it would be kind of like that but even more so because like they don't hate each other yeah like they're not <laughs> they're not on opposing sides of stuff they were yeah like their dynamic wasn't like friendly contempt for each other's opinions it was like no they were just buddies sure it's not quite the same but yeah it was just it was weird trying to think through it like it was like you know if someone had to ask like hey like what happened like what what's going on it's like i don't like you know this guy i sort of knew but not really like i met him twice but i listened to him for a long time like it's like must be sort of this weird combination of like a popular newscaster you knew a comedian like a you know critic like it's like what if roger ebert walter cronkite and pat Oswalt were like the same guy and then he was really funny and then he's gone you just be like that's like the closest i can get to explaining it to someone but i don't know just because yeah on its face it's like a video game critic passed away oh okay i was like no but dude dude you know what the saddest part of all of this is actually what is that he recently just got married I know that There's like kind of weird extra like more. did you see any of those pictures on Twitter of like him at the weddings and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Like I I almost like broke out in tears. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was so bad. What looking at that is just like that's the most depressing thing because that was like a week ago. Like there was a really happy story like a few days earlier and now it's gone all sad. It's just so well, it's weird. just gone completely like that story for her and whoever else is just gone like his brother yeah i saw a tweet from his dad and that just brought up so many like just like oh i can't believe this like this what was that what was that oh it was just like you know thank you so much for all like the outpouring of support from like his friends and fans and stuff like it's really touching or something i was just like damn it man like that's like you know i know right (laughs) like it's just weird it's just I, I, what do you say to someone's father, right? It's just like, your son was... Especially in 140 characters or less. Yeah, like, Twitter has been, like, the weirdest experience today, because it's just, like... Well, a lot of links to articles, so, like, there's a lot of proper write-ups, like, tributes and stuff from all sorts of game critics and people in the industry and whatever, but... Yeah, like, Max Temkin of Cards Against Humanity and stuff wrote one. I know, uh... Cat Turbo, Turbo Toaster on Twitter yeah, has Toaster. been, like, having a meltdown about it kind of right right because they had like this parting of ways like a year ago and then it's just like well it's just one of those things that's like i haven't talked to them like those guys in like over a year because she feels bitter about basically like how she lost her job because they went back to the other company Mm -hmm. or whatever but like yeah i don't know that's rough that one's rough too 
But then it's just neat, also kind of neat to see like how widespread his impact was. Like you know, just the number of people writing tributes and like trending worldwide and front page of Reddit like twice or something. Like just you know, it's it's like wow, this was a bigger community than I thought. You know, like this this network of people that were really enthused about like these guys' coverage specifically, but. You know, so like the in a weird like a way like the community is like really strong around this in a way. Like there's a bunch of tribute live streams and stuff I was I was looking at, but um, it's still like incredibly like the worst way to f- discover that kind of. <laughs> it's just like oh wow, look at this giant community. Wow, I wish we had a better reason to kind of be hanging out today, but yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been pretty weird. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Like, like, I, like honestly, like the reason like top down perspective started was their podcast. Like we were like Sean and I specifically were big fans of Giant Bomb, and that was sure. kind of the initial starting point for us. Like just thinking about and like our podcast, like the structure is straight up just hey, we should do it kind of like this. Like that was our sure. no secret, man. If you listen to both, it's like you open with what games you're playing, and then you talk about the news, and then. It's been tweaked somewhat here and there, but yeah, like the 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 seed started with with that stuff. So it's been yeah, it's kind of strange how like over the past ten years, the kind of weird guiding influence those guys have had on a lot of my hobbies and spare time and just habits, you know, mm-hmm. vocabulary, sure, wheelhouse. That's <laughs> that's the term I didn't use before. Hot mess, like hot garbage, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's a big one. Yeah, just little weird little ways. But eh, I don't, I don't know what to, what to transition into. I don't but, know. It's really yeah. sad, and like, you know, his um, fiance or wife or whatever. I guess yeah. now, yeah, wife yeah. technically. Now, on, um, yeah, uh, yeah, his widow. I guess technically. Uh, yeah um on twitter i never like i never followed her because i thought that was kind of creepy it's like hey i like what your husband does whereas i did and people made me feel really weird about that but like even weirder is like i've never messaged her yeah yeah. it's like hey i like what your husband does so what's up sort of thing like it has kind of a creepy internet like creeper feel to it i yeah it can but today like my tweet to her was, I really wish this wasn't my first tweet to you, but I'm inc- so incredibly sorry for your loss. And I was just like, this is really hard to write. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. I've definitely... I'm sorry we couldn't have, like, spoken for the first time under better circumstances, but... But that guy was cool. He's like, just want you to know. A lot of people thought so. Yeah, it's... There's definitely been some tweets I've kind of second guessed and been like, I don't know how to say this without it sounding dumb or I don't know. Like, there's been some tweets that never saw the light of day today, just too serious. But, um, yeah, internet, the internet, it's a weird thing. Mm hmm. It's, it's kind of neat. It's kinda weird, man. Lead sword, if you want to say it. Like, I, I don't know. Well, it's like, weird because. He died, and then Patrick went to Chicago. I mean, mm-hmm. a while ago, Alex left for his thing. East Coast, New York stuff, yeah. Like, I know they're still part of it, but it feels like it's slowly chipping away or something. That's been, yeah, like, in the most, like, 
selfish way, I guess, that's been a big worry. Like, it's just like, man, Giant Bomb is like crumbling before my eyes in a way. And this has been kind of one of my big, stable, like, website sources of interesting takes on stuff. And I don't know. And see, it's kind of weird because I wouldn't mind the actual site crumbling away because I could still follow everybody with what they do after. But, like, when you die, that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. I don't know. I, I know, like, in the worst, like, it's just, like, in a way, I kind of felt this when Ebert passed away. Like, it's just like, oh, I'll never get to hear his opinion on that. But, like, you know, playing The Last of Us and then just being like, you know, if they do a spoiler cast, like, I won't hear Ryan's take on it. Like, I don't, you know, he'll never finish it. Like, I'll never know. I know? sincerely hope they actually do a podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, There needs to be, like, some closure for people. They, like, I, I mean. Know. Jeff basically said, like, we're going to keep doing the bomb casts. You know, someone, someone, well, people were apparently saying, like, you should do one more episode to kind of close it and then, like, just stop. I mean, there's no way. To no, that's just, like, No, I can't do that. Like, come on. So because at the end of the day, they are still a business. They yeah. have to provide content for people paying them still, for ad know, support for uh, subscribers. Like, they still well, want like, to do think stuff. They, also, they can't just they shut down. This stuff, you know, like, it's not like yeah. they hate video games now. Like it's just they they're still passionate about all of this stuff, but it's it's gonna well, be I mean, like this is a, yeah shut down so the last like super serious like way less so dark weird podcast thing was like you know when Jeff got fired they had to do a special episode to kind of acknowledge that Giant Bomb was like their GameSpot was shifting like a lot yeah. of people quit and all that stuff like there was the and Vinny hosts that one too yeah Vinny hosts <laughs> that one and it was like a weird. Like, hey guys, we gotta talk about something. Like, obviously, there's an elephant in the room kind of thing, but this one is way more. Like, this is a much more serious thing. So I don't know how they address it. Really, like, I don't. I don't. It's, it seems weird to kind of speculate on how they're gonna approach this this thing. But yeah, no, it's it's been a rough rough thing. Like, I, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with their whole thing, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a pretty big. It's going to be hard every Wednesday to not hear, hey, everyone, it's Tuesday. Yeah. What? Or Tuesday night if you're a crazy, like, I, I need to listen. No, real people don't listen to this stuff at night. They do it at work. Right now, I need to listen to it. Well, if you worked at night, but now I don't anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was my Tuesday tradition for a long time. But it's okay. <sighs> Do we want to transition to flood cleanup, or how do we... Yeah, let's transition to flood cleanup, I guess. Because, More minor travesty. Um, yeah, because I like how many people actually did die from our flood here? Two, right? In all of Alberta? I think three. If you, I think three was what it was. Two in like South Alberta, one in Calgary. Uh, there was a woman who didn't evacuate. She just stayed in her house. In a way, don't you kind of deserve it then? She was very elderly, apparently, so it, like might have been kind of so unable. Like she couldn't, or without help, kind of like I I don't know. I I didn't read much into the situation. It sounded just kind of like a sad little story, but um yeah, like you got the notice like hey you got to evacuate. And it's like I don't really have a support network here anymore. I'm fairly elderly. Maybe it was the thought process, and it'll be okay. And then it was not okay. But it reminds me of that part in Titanic. Where the elderly couple's just laying on the bed while water floods in. Uh-huh. It's so sad, bro. So yeah. sad. It's pretty sad. Fucking Crycast 2013, you called it. Yeah. <laughs> Motions run thick here today. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know how to kind of just like, hey, I was sweeping a lot of stuff, but I you know, just did. So how did it go? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to. It's been a, it's been a bit since the last one, right? Two weeks again. Did yep. that happen? Yep. Yeah, I was busy working. Um, so I lost my job last time. Uh, there was the whole janitor thing. Just yep. Didn't yeah, that that folded up. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Instead of hitting the streets with resumes, it was like, hey, here's a temp job cleaning up the flood. And I was like, sweet, I'll do that because how often does that happen? So, so how badly did it suck? Uh, it was the most intense, like just long physical labor stuff I've probably ever done. Like It's just like, yeah. here, you got to put on this hard hat and put on this vest and get to work. Like you got to work, son, use your hands, shovel stuff. Sure. Get some get some get dirty. Yeah. So, yeah, we first, uh, I mean, the big stampede thing was happening. That started a couple days ago. That's what this was in preparation for. Sure. Uh, down the stampede grounds. We will not go without our drunken cowboy festival. That is not an option. To be so, fair, we need it more than ever for all the money we're yeah. spending now. So We're spending on flood repairs and stuff. Yeah, so Calgary needs this as part of its yearly annual economy kind of thing. So uh, the, the big corral or... No, the grand stage. What's the big building called that has all the events in it that I don't care about because it's not part of the Comic Expo? The Corral, isn't it? I think the Corral is the one I do care about because that's where the panels are. So I didn't get to go there. Okay. Um, it's the big like where big the four building or whatever. Big four was another one, but I didn't actually get to do any cleanup there. Um, whatever. Um, there, yeah, there's a big kind of stadium area where they do like chuck wagon races and the big stage show and all that stuff. That was the stuff we were focusing on for the first week. Um, that was mainly, like, you know, hauling a bunch of crazy garbage, like just like, hey, this this flat screen TV, yeah, it's dead because flood, yo, throw it out, like just yeah. stuff like that, like just weird items that would not normally be just cast away, but they they've been they're done broke, son, they're flooded, so pile it up, it's over. Um, a bunch of stampede merchandise, backpacks, like posters and stuff, like just weird stuff. Um, and then, you know, walls, bathroom stalls. Sure. Yeah. Stuff that got totally wiped out in the basement area. As if you were like renovating or something. Just like, yeah, like like extreme, (laughs) extreme reno, but everything is muddy first. Sure. So demolishing things and then coming in five days later and seeing new things where that was. Cause like, we're, we're like just the laborer, unskilled laborer folks. Like we're just the temp agency people. So all we're doing is cleaning up stuff and removing stuff so that like electricians and plumbers and stuff can like fix things. So yeah, we were just washing out mud from like all over the place. And a lot of the mud washing happened in the saddle dome, which was like the second week on of what I was doing. And that was 11 hour shifts. Was it pretty um, brutal? Like the water and the mud and everything in there? Uh, like all the stuff had been pumped out prior to me getting there. So you just kind of saw evidence of like, there is mud like 10 feet up this wall, which means there was water up there once. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, like we were again, like the initial scrub down people in there. So like spraying all the mud and then brushing it off and then squeegee, is like the squeegeeing of it all is like was the most tiresome that was the first day there and i was like dude if it's like more like five more days of this i'm gonna die because it was basically just like doing a rowing machine 
machine like for hours like just like sweep 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 like tons of water and just like there's always more water because there's always a dude spraying everywhere like just like spraying yeah. and on the walls and you're just like thanks bro not like you know we could deal with this some more effective way like it was kind of crazy because like it's all unskilled people like like a bunch of high school kids you know some older folks me i don't know i was like a weird <laughs> me <laughs> like just kind of in the middle somewhere 20 something janitors who just got kicked out sure you know, there's a bunch of us um a union if you will yeah like so no one really knew what they were doing before they got handed the thing sure so it's just like hey 16 year old eastern european kid who can barely speak our language here's the hose you're the hose guy now and you know dude like all right and just starts like spraying like at whatever just spraying at the ground people are just like yelling at him it's just like whoa dude why are you spraying like he was holding the power hose like backwards at one point while he's trying to fix the thing oh it, man so it, it sprayed like four people including a supervisor and me and there's dude just flips out at him and he just has no idea what guy is saying like there's obviously anger but he's just like i don't all right and continues spraying and dude's like dude what i just told you stop doing that and it was pretty intense that was the most like Dude, it's about to get fired right in front of me, kind of thing. But yeah, doubt, d- dude, kind of figured it out somehow. I think at some point someone took the hose over from him. But yeah, like just kind of this weird little mini society of like, like this only exists for a couple weeks as this job exists. So like th- these coworkers and these supervisors and stuff aren't really going to be a part of my life for very long. So this is kind of a weird job situation. Like, yeah, you don't have to care that much. But at the same, like, you know, to kind of build up this thing where it's like, man, I hate the hose guy. Like, there was always resentment for the hose guy. Sure. That he's happens causing, with every job. Like, he's causing the work for everyone else. Sure, even though he's just doing his job. Yeah, but even, yeah. But even if he's doing it poorly, you know, like, if he's just spraying a clean floor because, I don't know, water's fun. Sure, like, okay. <laughs> like, at some point, I had to stop one of the guys. It's just like, all right, this room's clean. Like, I don't know what you're spraying the ground for over here. There's, like, stuff over here. Dude was so pissed. Like, it's just, like, any kind of negative feedback was just not welcome, apparently. And I was just like, all right. Like, to my, like, at that point, we all had, like, those breathing dust mask things on. So I think I was a little bit anonymous. So at break time, you know, can't get any black yeah. for it. You're just like, we're all wearing glasses because we have these, like, the, um, spray like you know the protective goggle things on and then also we have the masks on so i don't think i was i didn't get any negative flack for that but i was just like i don't want to keep pushing water everywhere that doesn't need to be here so let's move on actually finish this thing i i'm surprised how fast this album got done because like the first day it seemed like we accomplished nothing and then last there yesterday it was like oh no dude it's almost done and like it was almost done we were like standing around for a good amount of the day and like took longer breaks. Like it's just like, yeah, this half hour lunch is now an hour and 15 minutes. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Nothing to do. Like we were basically stalled by asbestos cleaners. Mm-hmm. Like there were like danger areas where we weren't allowed in until they cleared all that stuff out of there. I had no idea asbestos would, was still in things. I thought it was illegal as of like 30 years ago. It is. But apparently, like, companies just kind of quietly kept using it for, like, another decade and change. So, Saddle Dome totally has it. Yep. 
that's exactly what happens. I think I'm allowed to say that. I did sign a weird thing that said, like, dude, don't, you know, show, like, d- don't take video about what goes, what's in there and stuff. Like, I guess the Flames didn't want their, like, this tarnished locker room situation or whatever to kind of get out there. But, you know, it, it, to be fair, nothing I saw was like, wow, dude, this place is fucked. Like, it was just like, no, nah, whatever, there's mud everywhere. Like, it, it's it's a muddy building right now, but it's less muddy now, so there you go. Um, and they're gonna have to put a bunch of stuff in there again. So like that they canceled concerts makes sense to me. Like there was a bunch of stuff scheduled for this week, and it's like eh, it's not quite ready yet for that. We can't have a bunch of Carly Rae Jepsen fans in here. We just can't can't deal with that right now. It's true. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. It like I think the like moment of like oh man, like during it it was kind of crappy because it's just like. You're just sweeping, getting muddy, wet work boots. Work boots are uncomfortable. I'm just going to, I don't know if that's a general thing that's just true. No, you get used to them pretty quick. You? Okay. Like, it was just like, these are heavy and uncomfortable and I hate them. Was a pretty sustained. I don't go anywhere without steel toes anymore. It feels unsecure and unsafe if I do. Okay. Like, that was a weird, rude surprise in the first week was, like, the first day or two, they it was just like, hey, man, just wear shoes. Like, you, you have to have clothes, footwear. You can't wear sandals or something. But then after that, there's like, no, 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 dude, like, you need safety boots. So it's like, oh, all right. And then I had to go to Walmart and buy some. But, they, which was maybe not necessary because they did have a bunch of loner pairs, but at the same time. I was going to say, it's kind of weird they want to supply you with that. They did uh, eventually, but, th- like, the early word on it was, like, there's not going to be enough. So if you want to shift, you should probably have some boots seem to be kind of the tone. And then the super mixed messages, like the whole time, like it was like changing every day. Like, it's just like, Oh, now we check in over here. And also like the food wagon has moved like way over to this other place. I will say though, they provided food, which was awesome. And Good. it varied yeah. from crappy hot dogs to like one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. So I don't know. Thank, thanks, guys. That that was cool. Good of you to do that, and also, you know, save me some money. So it's very nice of them. Very nice. So the sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had, I, tell me more about this sandwich. I don't know where it like they got it because like it was like this kind of just hey here's the food truck and it looked like they straight up just bought a bunch of stuff from Safeway, had some stuff from other places. Like I don't know where they're getting their supply. And the one I had was like there was no labeling on it. It was just like little foam tray plastic wrapped okay has some mushrooms in it i can see that i'll grab this it was like sukiyaki beef or something like it was kind of like you know like like if ito japan was better than they are and then they made it into a sandwich it was it was really good i was like i was not expecting that manner of like cooked beef in a sandwich form but i was like really into it like and solid, like good fresh bread and everything. Like it was like fresh, fresh thing. I was like, I, yeah, I was really impressed by it. Like maybe it was also I was really hungry at the time. Helps it out a bit. Sure. It was pretty tasty. So sadly, there was that. I looked for the same sandwich the next day, and there was like none. There was like a salad wrap or something. So I took that. But um, not as good. Not as good. It was yeah. it was turkey. It was it was okay, but it was not it's not the same level of quality but yeah i don't know our local hockey team's uh kind of commemorative wall was there that was kind of one of the things i saw on the last day i was kind of like man there's a lot of just weird calgary history in this building it's kind of cool you know donald's name is right there and remember that time we won the cup no because i was two but uh we did according to this wall we did indeed 
Yeah. Lanny McDonald's part of it. Got to clean up Calgary's, you know, the Flames house. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. Help them out. Get them back in there. Apparently they're crappy now. I don't really follow sports, but they're they're pretty shitty. They're pretty shitty, yeah. So are you moving to Toronto now to help clean up that flood? <laughs> no, I just heard about that today, though. Okay. You know what? No joke. I bet a lot of the dudes who were working with me will, though. Like, a lot of the people, like the supervisors, yeah. are from the States. And they just do disaster cleanup. Like that's oh, just of course. Team. Sure. So it's just like, where are you from? Oregon? Where are you from? Kansas City? Like, they're just like from all over. And it's just like, yeah, we've cleaned up in New York. We, you know, we, we've seen worse than this, man. Like, this is pretty bad, but no. Nah. Like, there was this aquarium flood in New York, apparently. And apparently it was way worse. They like, just way deeper and just weird stuff in there. Well, like, I'm looking at pictures of some of the Toronto flood pictures or whatever now. Yeah. And, like, there's people walking around in the flood with the water up to their, like, knees. That's not nearly as bad as what that, we had. Yeah, no. But that's as of right now, I guess, I should say. Right. Dude, we drove past High River. Like, man, that place. Like, it's, like, it's kind of surreal looking at it. Like, you're just like, wait a minute. Is, oh, it's like a lake, but with trees and cars in it. Like, parts of it are just that bad. Like, there was, like, a big moving van that was like well the cab is gone but i can tell that's a truck like it's just like it was pretty bad and that's just from the highway and then like tons of cops closing the roads and stuff and there was like a stars ambulance landing there when we were coming back like Hmm. we went to Lethbridge for a day like it was just like i don't know that place is still in trouble and like i could keep doing the temp cleaning jobs like they have more stuff like Lafarge in the city needs help. Apparently the, uh, and like they're busing people to high river from here. Um, so there's still flood work available. I'm just kind of tired right now. <laughs> like it is, I am not well suited. I, I did my best though. I like to think I was doing a pretty good job on the a couple days there. I'm, I like brushing, brushing the walls was the most rewarding part. Cause there's immediate feedback. Like you're just like, there was mud there. It's gone up. now. It's white now. now. Not, I did that. Sure. Whereas the squeegeeing, you're just like, there is a giant puddle of water. Scrub, like push it, push it, push it, push it. And now there's a giant puddle of water because they sprayed more water. Golly gee. And then you just keep doing it. And then at the end of your shift, you're just like, well, there's still water fucking everywhere. Hope the night shift figures it out. And then you just leave. Like it, it was bad. That first day felt like I was trapped in some weird like squeegee nightmare. It was a water nightmare. I did have a water-based nightmare like a few days later. So I don't know. It, it, it's it been having a weird impact on my psyche. But, uh, now imagine that you're from a foreign country. Okay. And you just moved here and you have your PhD in medical sciences. Yeah. That's your job now because your degree doesn't mean shit in our country. <laughs> yep. Crazy, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty bad. What? Where's this going? Are you just That's this it. a hypothetical dude, or was it like, and then you're handed a hose, and I'm like, oh, I get it, hose guy. I was <laughs> no, no, it wasn't really going anywhere. I was just thinking that. That's no, kind of crazy. I'm trying to, there was like, there were some people that were just like, yeah, I just got here to Canada. Like, this is the first thing I've done. Like, I arrived in Calgary three days ago, and I was like, oh, there's work, and then I got work. Like, it was like, are sure. we in the 30s? Like, this is crazy. Like, it was like... Mm bunch of migrant laborers that just arrived in Calgary to help us out. Like, sure. It was a strange crew of people I got to meet over the course of two weeks or whatever. It was it was a strange time. But, yeah. First paycheck arrived today. 
pretty sweet. Paid off those bills. Stack yeah. them up. Oh, good. Stack them up. <laughs> That's the first time I've been able to do that with confidence in a, like a, a bit too long. Like it's like ah oh, crap, I missed the month. Uh, no, I need money now. Flood cleanup. So, am I a flood profiteer? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sorry, Calgary. No, I, I didn't. I, I it was there. You're, you're welcome. I, I don't know. Thanks. I'm not sure which one to Speaking go. Speaking of floods in Toronto. Oh right, yes, our friends in Toronto. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But uh, Mario 64 Mario was out there. Oh no. That's, that's how I found out about it because he texted me. <laughs> like this is my front yard right now. And you're just like, oh damn, swimming pool. No, no, not even. Uh, oh. I'm just seeing what he said here. Toronto just went Calgary. <laughs> That's how he opened it. Crazy copycats, yo. Then he's like, tons of flooding, powers out. Doubt it's yeah. as bad as what you guys had, but this is a, definitely the worst we've had in a while. Yeah, like I, I don't know the flood history in Toronto. I'm not like, what is it? Rivers or like the lake? What's what would be flooding? I don't Aren't know. Near Great Lake. They are, yeah, stuff? yeah. But like I've been there once. Just so. from like a bad storm though, and not just being able to get rid but of like the water too much fast water. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It could still like, happen. Even like the little cloudburst rain I got we got today, like it was pretty bad. Like it was like sure. flowing down the streets real hard. And I was just like, I should have brought an umbrella or also maybe just not gone outside. Also, why did I wear shorts? Like it was just a bunch of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got that chicken though. No, that's another bad decision. That was that was also a mistake. I guess the reason why I brought that up though. Yep. I'm just going to quickly do a plug here. So Mario 64 Mario did a Spaghetti Cats with Grant Kirkhope, the composer for uh, Rare games back in the day. Yeah, there's there's some there are some t- actually no, it's one variation of that theme in Banjo Tooie that is forever in my brain. Like sure. That. There's some catchy stuff in that guy's repertoire. Yeah. For sure. I thought that was kind of cool. It's episode 16, a brief discussion with Grant, so people should check that out. I was going to say it last week, but we j- I didn't end up doing one last week. So Yeah, sorry. Was that fully on me for just not being around? Or No, I just kind of don't care. Oh, so, man. What? I just kind of don't care. I have other stuff I could do, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, it was all good. But um, the site's didn't been down been also. Stuff. Oh, yeah, the migration of stuff. Uh, that's done. Okay, good. The site's up. I haven't had any problems with uh, server errors. Okay, so... I have had some weird lagging issues on the main page, but that's the only thing. Like, that takes a while to load up. Everything else is fine. So okay. I'm not sure what that is, but... Yeah, I don't know. We're getting okay. there. But generally, our new host is pretty pretty reliable, so... They're pretty good. They have 24-hour support... Um, they're pretty quick about stuff. They're cheaper. Nice. That's key. They're cheaper and, um, we're getting better service. So, there you go. <laughs> you want to stick it in? Like, stick it to fanbase? Like, like, screw these guys. Don't trust them. Nah. Okay. That's not, not a, that not bad. good, not good policy to have. Unless somebody Burn really bridges, fucks you man. over. Yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Burning bridges is apparently not a good thing. Um, neither say, is leaving them up for a century and not checking them after a flood. Oh, transitions. No, I don't know. We had that okay. train incident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's not, there's not a big deal. Everywhere. But 
There's like a weird train derailment like right after the flood. And the biggest deal that came from it was because people were inconvenienced and took hours to get to work. Right. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there was some fear. Like, there was these weird petroleum byproducts and stuff. Like, it could have gotten pretty bad, but they clean, cleared it off and stuff. But the, the, th- the big question is, like, why doesn't, like, the local government have any say over train routes that go through it? Like, you, we don't have any legislation. Like, you, it's just like, no, man, we're going to trust the company to do its own thing. So, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Minor story in comparison to the other stuff. But Good times. It's been, yeah, strange news in Calgary as of late. But, yeah, there you go. Calgary's a war zone. No longer going to be handing out the hoses and the brooms. We're going to be handing out guns mm-hmm. to deal with the flood. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was surprising. Like, there was, like, no reports, really, of looting or anything. Like, it was, it was pretty, pretty orderly for a big disaster like that. So... Yeah. Really cool. good about Calgary right now, generally. Like, I mean, sure. there was some puke everywhere after the stampede started. And saw some drunk folks, you know. It's, it's, it's happening. But do you do the stampede anymore? Am I into the stampede anymore? Yeah. Are you into it? Do you do it ever? Like, I mean, what's your stance on the stampede ever since you became an adult with a full time job? Yeah, I went last year because it seemed like the thing to do because it was the one hundredth one. So I was like, well, it's, it's the hundredth one. I mean, I haven't been to one in like four or five years at that point. So I was like, I'll, I'll go check it out. Got bored within like three hours. Like I was just like, all right, there's there's a big barn full of animals we can look at. There's a little little collection of history stuff. Like I checked that stuff out. That was arguably like my main interest was like, ooh, local history. Sure. Um, like that. Um, wandered through kind of the vendor areas. Like got- the food. I, the food is the kind of the big draw, I guess, for a lot of people. Like it's it's our local fair as well, so carnival kind of thing. Like, hey, deep fry whatever the hell you want. Come on, let's go. Like spiral cut potato over a giant hot dog. Like just weird stuff. Like dipped in coke and deep fried or something. Right. I, I wasn't nearly crazy enough on that. That's like the like. I guess I had some weird Japanese hot dog last year, which basically just meant they put teriyaki sauce on it and like these weird noodles or yeah i remember i was talking about this on this podcast last year so yeah yeah that's like, kind of cool brief food report happened last time i mean i i, I do like I, I do enjoy the free breakfast that happened around town like that's a cool thing like, you're just like hey like three blocks from here they're handing out pancakes and sausage and you're just like i like both of those let's sure. go and then that's the same day we did that at night at dickens uh, they were doing an evening breakfast, and they had really good bacon. So. I hate breakfast for supper. It's the oh, it, worst thing in the world. Dude, that's like what Denny's is. I hate it. I can't stand it. Even if I go to a Denny's and people want to get, like, pancakes and shit, I'll get a burger or something for dinner. Oh, okay. Like, is it just, like, a psychological thing? Or do you like that stuff in the morning? Or no, do you just- not really. I don't eat breakfast very much at all. Okay. I mean... I, I can I'm down with that kind of stuff. It's also like one of Brittany's favorite things. So that's probably an impact on why we go to Denny's often. Oh, you go to Denny's often? She's at Denny's right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> not to be like she meant to hang out with a friend and like that was my other option for tonight. And I was like, Well, I, I haven't podcasted in like two weeks. So <laughs> she was cool with it. There was no like daggers over that. That was totally fine. But no yeah, breakfast food enthusiast. 
So I don't mind breakfast food. I like pancakes. It's like cake, but with you know syrup and stuff. I know. Isn't that the most disgusting sounding thing ever? No, I like I've cake for it. breakfast with like syrup. I like, <laughs> I like cake, dude. I I don't know. I I enjoy cake. what about like bacon and sausages? I guess. I don't like sausages at all. Oh, okay. I'm, I I don't know. I I was pretty happy. What about hash browns? They're basically French fries. Yeah, hash browns are fine, but they're potatoes. So it's like you can oh, have potatoes right. with everything. You can have that any time of day, and it's not even ever a breakfast thing, I guess. It's just potato. Just potato. I I was I was pretty into it. I was I was happy. Um. Yeah. No, I've done cereal for supper too, just as like a thing. It's like I'm an adult. We got milk. I mean, I've done that before, just out of like there's literally nothing else to eat, and I'm so hungry. I'm just gonna do this and go to bed. That may have been a factor, but uh. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy, quick fix. It's just like, I want foods. Hey, Vector, that'll work. Wow. Yeah, Vector. <laughs> yeah. We're getting specific here. Uh, yeah, Vector there's... Response Podcast is brought to you by Vector. Vector Cereal, the one and only greatest yeah. cereal in the world. Remember when the, like, they, they debuted Vector as like the fitness cereal? Like, it's just like, yep. get ready to go jogging and hiking, Vector. There's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, accurate. It's basically just any sugary cereal, but it's got energy and protein in it, apparently. It's got, like, sort of granola characteristics. It's sort of granola. I, love I think it. granola is probably better for you. So they just didn't have the marketing budget or whatever. I don't know if they've laid off that kind of angle on it, but I remember that was the thing. Like, Saturday mornings, you're watching, and it's like, what is this weird new cereal? Okay. Vector. Now I know. (laughs) Vector. Do you remember growing up, the different types of cereals they would advertise that every kid wanted, and you're just like, I need to eat that fucking cereal, dude. I mean, there (laughs) was one... I got them Fruity Pebbles. There was an amazing Captain Crunch commercial that had them playing some crazy video game starring the captain. Yes, I remember and I that would, one. Like, I would like look forward to that ad because I just wanted to get a glimpse of that weird game. And I, I only had Captain Crunch once as a cereal. but I like it. It cut the fuck out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the reason. It was like so gunked up on my teeth. My parents were basically like, we are never buying this again. Like, And I was like totally fine with it because it was like the most unpleasant brushing teeth experience that evening ever. It was just like I'm basically chiseling my teeth like at my teeth to get this crap off of them. Like this is not okay. Do you remember sugar crisps? Yeah, I I did get enough of them sugar crisps. Every every commercial is like a heist. He's trying to steal it from like some weird elaborate complex, and there's that guard dude. But wasn't it? Like, it's weird because most of those commercials, it's like, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Yeah, like, yeah. The one guy, the, like, mascot is, like, the antagonist that never wins. Mm-hmm. Sugar Crisps, he always got them Sugar Crisps. That's true. The bear successfully steals them, and you should, too? I, I don't know what their angle was. Yeah, you should probably so talk like a black man and steal things. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. And they're Cruncharoos. It's like the purple dinosaur guy. Oh, remember Cookie Crisps? Cookie Crisps? Yeah, they were literally just like little cookies that you would eat with milk. I don't remember that. <laughs> I might have been not allowed to have Cookie Crisps. Like uh, Alphabets had that weird computer. Like This just shows how eerily successful those marketing people were. Because they just like made those cartoon-type snippets like part of my childhood. 
and now we're talking about their brands today. Sure. Down to the store and buy most of these. So, I don't think I don't think some of the ones we're talking about even exist anymore. Runcheroos does not. I I've checked for that. Alphabets has to, right? Those Alpha, were good. Alphabets. Yeah. I mean, they're sure they basically homes, but shaped like letters. But hey, uh, honeycombs. I think they had like an adventure theme going on for a while. Like there would be a couple adventure Indiana Jones type guys trying to bust out these honeycombs from like a cavern. Oh, dude, do you remember that Nintendo had a cereal? Uh, I, the Nintendo cereal system kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, you remember that? I don't remember them firsthand. It's more like through video game commentators and stuff. Like, they have memories that have... And then, uh, you know, you look up a commercial on YouTube or something. But I don't remember those personally. I don't think I ever had Mario cereal or whatever. But were they good? No, not really. Uh, I did have Simpsons Donut cereal. They had like a weird promotional cereal for like a month or something. Dude, none and of I, the cereals we're talking about right now were good. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like, yeah, cereals are as like this. Actually, t- I like corn pops. Like I actually do. do you? I'll eat those right now. Okay, like, I'm not a huge fan of corn pops, but okay. What I like, like is um, right now would be like mini wheats. D- yeah, we got br- brown sugar mini wheats is the other like staple around here. Oh, I just like the regular white ones. Oh, okay. Brown I haven't sugar. tried brown sugar, I don't think. Oh, brown sugar's great. Like, <laughs> the weird honey one they tried, not great. The strawberry one is okay, but not if you have to eat a whole box of it. I don't... Something about the brown sugar one is just... That is my preferred mini wheat. It's, it's... Like, it's not radically different than the white, but it's just a little... I don't know. Slightly more subdued sweetness in a way that's perfect. Like, I, I really like it. So, if, if, mini wheat's in stores now. Go check it out. Sure. Yeah. I feel a little too like, man, these ad men have taken over my mind. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Like, they're really, really good at their jobs. I'm yeah. Just... Like, it's like, hey, man, just make little mini cartoons in between the cartoons, and they'll just kind of associate them with their childhood memories, and then decades later, we'll still be reaping those profits. No, and it, it, tr- it really actually works. Quite yeah. Well. I know. It's just oh, this is also a cartoon, I'm going to watch this, and then you just get caught up in this dumb 30-second little story about a rabbit or something. And then and then you would get commercial that would make you want the action figure of the cartoon you were watching. Right. And then decades later, that Trix commercial is quoted in a Quentin Tarantino movie. So, boom. Silly rabbit. Trick yeah. For kids. Just stays around. <sighs> Quentin Tarantino. Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, have yeah. you ever seen Four Rooms? Have I ever seen what, sir? You cut out. Four Rooms. A long time ago, yeah. Okay. Uh, I finally I watched it. I thought with Rodriguez, right? Yeah, it was Rodriguez and like two other guest directors. It, it was kind of an uh, anthology film of sorts, but really interconnected with the t- Tim Tim Roth character. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe I over-prepared for it being like really terrible, because everyone, I, like a lot of people I've talked to, now I don't know if it's even first-hand information, it's more like the critical community didn't like it very much. So I was just like, well, according to Leonard Malton, this movie's shit, so whatever. And I was just like, ah, whatever. It's just like 90 minutes long. Let's watch this. It was okay. It's just fine. It's yeah. not bad. Sure. It's like dumb little stories, but I don't know. It's kind of funny. It, it worked. I was kind of into it. So, yeah, I don't know. The last one's directed by Quentin Tarantino. It's just like, hey, look at this long shot. It's so long. Bruce Willis is here. Film executives. Like, it just, I don't know, inside jokes and pop culture quoting and all that stuff he does. But yeah, and the Rodriguez one was like a weird like Spy Kids forerunner. 
like there's these two kids who are just like troublemakers and they have to be babysit by like and, and Tony Banderas is in it as their dad and stuff. Like it was just like, oh okay, this is where like some of these dumb ideas were first tried out. Okay, I guess that works. Like they're just causing mess. They find a dead hooker in their bed. Like, nice. A little more dark than the Spy Kids films, but <laughs> but not really too far out. Yeah, that Spy Kids movies are weird. Like the, watching them, it's like this is you can tell like someone who's not normally making kids movies kind of like they're not subversive but a little off color. It's a little weird. I don't know. They're strange movies. It's it's weird. To, like Robert Rodriguez was flipping from like R rated to PG like back and forth for a couple years there. Weird filmography. I don't know. But yeah, the best or, filmography. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he's got some energy anyway. He's he's okay. Um, I haven't seen some of his more recent stuff. I never saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico either. I never did either, honestly. Yeah. Johnny Depp. That guy, really? He's got no yeah. eyes in that Yeah, one. that guy. Speaking of that guy, Lone Ranger is totally flopping at the box office right now. Is it because maybe that people are pissed off that Johnny Depp is playing an Indian? Did you read about that? I honestly, as soon as I saw advertising for it, I was like, people are going to be upset about this. Like, people, some, someone's going to be like, this is racist, and that's going to be. I'm pretty the- sure he's like a quarter or half, like Native American though. So is it? Really is he actually? Yeah, I think he's that- gone on record saying that. Okay, but there's like, why didn't you hire like a? you know, a real Native American to play this character. Or maybe it's just, like, the way he does the characters really affected and silly. I could totally see that, but that's kind of Johnny Depp's thing. Sure. So, I don't know. I'm not... Like a weird, like, new blackface that Johnny Depp is doing for Native Americans? Maybe. I mean, his face is painted, like, the whole movie, as far as I know. I haven't it's seen... just the character. Like, I guess if you wanted to get down to it, the character yeah. of Tonto, in general, was the racist thing. Yeah, like, old westerns were racist. So if it's doing any kind of like, hey, remember those? It's g- going to be racist. Hopefully it's aware of it, though, maybe. Like, they could riff on it somehow. Sure. But, yeah, no, I could but see probably not. generally insensitive about it. Yeah. I enjoyed Rango quite a bit. That was the same director, Gore Verbinski. Yeah, so it was really I'm, good. I'm kind of interested in seeing this movie, but I, even then I didn't go see it. And, yeah, it is not. It is getting totally destroyed at the box office right now. Unfortunately, it's by Despicable Me too, which I have no interest in seeing. Yeah, that okay. That first movie was not good. Okay, fair enough. But Steve Carell in general is kind of not great. That's all right. If you want to extend that, I am going to a hundred percent disagree with you. Although I know people that would be upset with me, but yeah, I don't know. People would be upset with you. There are long-term fans of The Office that would be like, "Come on, man! The Office is genius." And you're just like. Uh, yeah, it was when Gervais did it the first time. Maybe, but even <laughs> then, like, watching that, even, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, hey, we took the laugh track out. And it's like, genius. You know other shows have done that, right? Like, Dinosaurs did that. Dinosaurs, the original The Office. Boom. Jim Henson. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Watching oh, that show again, it's just like, it oh, weird. This is, like, weirdly ahead of its time show. It just has dinosaurs in it, which is really gimmicky and stupid. But... I don't know. Like there, there's some quality there. Not enough to get me to watch all of it Do you remember again. Remember the finale of that? The Ice I, Age. That is the only thing I remember, and I swear it's come out like maybe seven times. But I think a, a few times on this podcast too. Yeah, it is. It is still worth like getting people out there knowing about it. It is. It's amazing. 
Like it is the darkest note for a show like that you can imagine. I first heard about it on Destructoid, I think. Jonathan Holmes talked about it. But yeah. Really? Yeah, th- it came up. I don't know if it was him necessarily. Specific. I think it was him. Oh, I don't know. No, what I'm like, you didn't remember that before, didn't you? Watch it as a kid. Oh, I no, I saw some episodes of Dinosaurs as a kid, usually at my friend's house when we were. Oh, but you didn't like regularly watch it. No, I didn't keep oh. up with the plot or anything. So, oh, okay. yeah, I don't know if it has like full season arcs or whatever. I just kind of vaguely familiar with that show. Like it was like it was the thing where it's like, oh, I'm at a garage sale and there's a bunch of weird toys from dinosaurs. Like, you know, some McDonald's deal or something, probably. But, yeah. So that was part of my childhood in some way, but I didn't watch it. Do you think Ryan Davis had a heart attack? Wow, just hard shift. Just let's go back. Well, no, it's not really a hard shift because you were talking about Jonathan Holmes, and I was thinking of Jim Sterling. Yeah. I was just like, he was a big dude. And then I'm thinking now Ryan was a big dude, too. Like, it just all connected in my head quickly. Oh, okay. Um, Like, do you think... I, I honestly, yeah, if, you, if we're going to get it, I think it was some manner of health related. Because I know Ryan had a love for the bottle as well. <laughs> so yeah. Quite yeah. a bit. Yes. I, I mean, that was that was a lot of stuff I was thinking about. Like Jim Sterling has jokingly sort of said on his podcast, like, I don't expect to make it to 50. Like, look at John Candy and like John Belushi and stuff like the, it's not going to work out. Like, but kind of in that jovial, like, context of the podcast, it's funny. But, yeah, like, just thinking about it, it's like, yeah, that's probably what happens. Like, you know, if we're if we're going to have to think about it. Do you think they're going to say something about it on Destructoid? I mean, like... Like on their podcast? Yeah, maybe. It's pretty I mean, big news, right? Sterling tweeted about it, and, like, they're, they're, they're aware, you know, like, they're familiar with those well, guys. Well, like everybody on the internet... <laughs> Yeah, and like someone, I forget who it was. It might have been uh, McElroy from Polygon, or no, maybe it was Ben Kachera. I think it was Ben Kachera. It was uh, like this kind of observation that like you kind of, if you're in the industry going to all the same events and stuff, you see like the same hundred people all, all the time. time. So it's going to be weird not seeing him anymore. Yeah, so even if you're not like very familiar with like you're not like friendly like hanging out with them all the time necessarily you'll at least like be co-workers almost even at different outlets like you'll see each other all like pretty frequently at work events and stuff and like even though i've only recently started kind of going stuff like that like yeah like you go to e3 and you expect to see those guys and you do and then you you know like all right i'll see them at pax prime and stuff like they've become part of your like yearly calendar and then yeah it's definitely going to be a weird absence this time um yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm wondering how much of, like, the negativity will carry to PAX, which is in, like, two months. Like, is it... Is yeah, it, I don't know. See, and it's kind of weird because, like, it's not like you or I ever hung out, quote-unquote, with him. Like, the closest was the Dicks on Broadway thing. Like, sure. Well, what I'm getting at is, like, I remember talking with him there, having a smoke with him. Seems like a really nice, genuine guy. Yeah. So now it's just like, I don't know. It was, now that's just one of those moments that like this dude whose work I respected for so long, at least yeah. I got to like shake his hand, have a smoke with him, just hang out. Right, right. And it's like, but that's never going to happen ever again. I know. So like, like, <laughs> again, I felt real privileged to like we went to the Cards Against Humanity panel, which is kind of was not on the Internet. Like that was a thing that exclusively happened there. And like for 
anyone other than like those 200 people or whatever, like no one else saw that happen. Mm-hmm. And that was like, it was almost like the Ryan Davis stand up comedy hour. Like it was just like him riffing with the crowd and all those dudes and stuff for like a good amount of time. And yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like that's like, that is the last time that'll like, that is will never happen again. And it's, it's weird. Just the unexpected nature of it. Cause like, you know, you kind of expect all of that to happen to everyone you're familiar like you know like there's a lot of filmmakers and stuff i'm familiar with that i know won't make it for much longer they just can't mathematically you know so you're kind of more mentally prepared for something like that you're just like this guy's just getting to 80 i don't know i don't know probably check out this martin scorsese movie right now because might not be you know specific examples but whatever like that generation is not going to be around forever but then, like, one will kind of blindside you from, like, oh, wow, that was way ahead of schedule. Ugh, that's not, that's not what I was ex- expecting. So, yeah, it's, it's been, been one of those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I guess if to bring it back to the initial tangent topic, like, yes, I, I, my primary presumption was some manner of health, like, yeah, hospital heart attack thing or something. Yeah. Which, what triggered that from? Oh yeah, Jonathan Holmes. I already explained that to you. Right. <laughs> went down that trail. Yeah. No. That that was my first thought, which is kind of, I, I guess, brings it to sort of like, did I mention this with James Gandolfini? Did we talk about this? Or was this a conversation I had with Brittany only? Because like um, we, James Gandolfini we had, yeah, we had some manner of speaking for James Gandolfini, but like right. I couldn't really find anything that i associated with him that i cared about yeah like there's been a couple movies i've been okay but i've never watched the sopranos eight, eight really. millimeter yeah he's he's a scumbag guy that's, in what, that. that's what i associate him with for right, everything right. so um but with that like as soon as the news broke i was like oh, yeah that makes sense you know because like he was kind of an overweight guy and you know you kind of get the sense that could happen you know same as like john candy and stuff and like the way jim sterling talks like it's just like all right you know, like th- th- at some point, you just have to look at the facts and kind of figure that's probably what happened. And I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any confirmation, though. That's just kind of the sick feeling I have that that's probably the likely candidate. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's kind of this weird thing I've kind of noticed happen. Like, maybe a year ago or two years ago, there was like a thread on Giant Bomb that like kind of got really heated pretty quickly where like some guy was kind of like, man, should we be, like, worried for some of these guys? Like, they're not really taking care of themselves. And people got so upset with that guy. Because it's just like, that's creepy, bro. You shouldn't be commenting on, like, somebody you don't know's, like, personal life. That's not your business. You know? Mm. And, like, I, I, like, I, I didn't... I don't think I even entered that conversation because I was like, this got really angry really fast. But I was kind of like, yeah. You know, like, I kind of... I, I, I sympathize with OP's perspective on this because it's just kind of like you kind of want these dudes to stay around. And if you kind of notice a red flag and you're just kind of like, that could be bad. You almost want to feel like you should bring it up, but you're not really that close to them. So it's not your place to do that. Like the fact that they're always drinking apparently. Yeah. Like some of the stories that come out about like these really crazy bar nights and stuff. You're just kind of like, that's really self-destructive behavior. But I mean, it must be okay, right? Well, I mean, it's not when it happens, like, every PAX or whatever. It's like, yeah, we're going to hit the town, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, when this is, like, every weekend? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of bad. 
I mean, every couple I've, nights, maybe even. I, I've heard like you know, like Gersman is rationalized as kind of like uh, binge drinking that happens like every major event, maybe. But even then, less often. Like E3 this past year, because of the live streams and stuff, they had to pay, stay pretty straight laced. Sure. And like I had a few beers over the course of E3 too, because they're just handing them to you. It's weird. Like once you get into the press crowd, like everyone's just like, "Hey man, thanks for coming out to see our game. Here's a beer." And it's like it's it's like new. But well, yeah, because when you're intoxicated, everything is great. Paint. Yeah. And when things are <laughs> great, you will buy. Yeah, like grease the wheels a bit or something. It's it was a little weird. Like that sure. that did not happen my first year there and like this year, yeah, it happened several times. And it much appreciated, I suppose, but it you know, and like I, Actually, no, that's not true. Last year, I did actually go to the Gree party, which was the only party I was invited to. It was like a weird online provider thing. But they had an open bar there. I just didn't take advantage of it that much. I had like one drink. You were invited to a few this year. Was I? Yeah, you should have been. I, w- I was not getting some emails. That there was at least, yeah, maybe. There was at least three that we were invited to for PR. Oh, man. Yeah. That's all right. I kind of wish I got a look at some of those. Like, I figured that you probably got them, so I deleted them. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I don't get to go. Delete. <laughs> oh, spiteful party snubbing. Thanks, Paul. No, because I thought you got them. So No, dude, I, I was kind of bummed out. Like, I got the press conferences invites um, for the a couple of them, and I was happy about that, but. Yeah, as far as party wise, I was not. I was not. Like, I mean, like there, there was some talk that I could get into. I, I think it was. I forget. There, there was some talk of some parties I could potentially get into, but I didn't take advantage of that. I was just like, I'm just gonna stay at the hotel. I'm kind of tired. So it was p- pretty laid back after hours this year at E3. Like most of what I accomplished was at the at the actual event, and then I just went back. So, yeah, that didn't happen. But oh well. Anyway, yeah, the gaming community, it's strong. Should we? Should I talk about a video game I played? Do you want to talk about stuff? Do you have a thing? I've been kind of just going on and on. I've been playing Dota. How's that been going? That, that I, how's that? I, what is it like? One hundred and ten hours now. You just figured out the beginning of it. <laughs> uh, I'm at a point where like I can actually help a team win. Okay, good. I've heard so, that. It's pretty fun now. <laughs> so okay. there you go. It took 100 hours to get proper fun instead of just interesting. Yeah. Okay. It took it took a bit of time. But my only window into this world is I I've listened to all of the Dota Today episodes and it still sometimes sounds like just a foreign language, but at the same time I'm starting to get sort of an understanding of what the appeal may be, but I I I still you, don't know. You're I'm, not going to get it until you jump in with us one day. Right. I honestly don't know if it's a thing I would even like, though. Like, competitive games, I seem to only tinker with for, like, a week or two, and then I just go, nah. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, unless this... Like, I know that it has, like, a bunch of hooks and stuff kind of designed to keep you coming, like, uh, unlocking loot and, like, getting different items and whatever, and your friends, you know, like, that thing. Like, that that might have been what kept me in Counter-Strike as long as I did, was, like, weekly games. Like, just like, hey, let, let's all go home from school and then meet up in MSN and then go online and play Counter-Strike. Sure. This is like, the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And with better social hooks, like media as it is today, I'm sure it's much easier to find games with people you care about. But, um... Because, yeah, it would be like, is it this Dust server? No. Okay. What about this one? No. 
Oh, wait, uh, but Brandon's in here, too. No, this okay. one, you invite to party, they get a big pop-up. They can click accept. When you have five people, anyone on the in the party can go find match, and then yeah. you just wait. That's it. Are you in a queue quite a bit? or not? Yeah. Okay. It depends what you're looking for, but uh, some days are better than others. At night, it's kind of horrible. Okay. Like, it could take anywhere from five to ten minutes. Usually it's maybe about two to three Okay. Wait. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I got panicked for a second. Um <laughs> like, oh no, Paul Paul left. He just walked away. Or his internet crashed. Yeah, oh. sorry, I'm playing Dota. That's Are you crazy. really? I'm not. No. Okay. <laughs> like you'd have to pretty don't you have to focus on it pretty much? Like it's it's pretty intense. Uh isn't it? Yeah. They're pretty nuanced, like each character is its own game. Seems to be kind of the talk. Yeah, oh, like, you know chess? Yes. Okay, so imagine a game of chess. Okay. Where four other people along with you can move players or characters at any time, pieces at any time. Okay. And you can upgrade your pieces substantially by how good or bad, like, how bad their team does or how good your team does. Okay. That's basically it. So it's like... Yeah, a bunch of people just trying to, like, coexist with each other and edge another team out the whole time. Okay, I do remember, like, now in light of listening to more episodes, what they were getting at, like, or what one item they were saying was. Bottles? Yeah. What are those? What do they do? A bottle uh, without anything in it will has three charges that can be refilled every time you go to a fountain, and it'll... You can use it three times, and then, like, when it empties, when you go back to your base or whatever, you can refill it. Okay. It gets you health and mana back, but more, most importantly is it'll uh, store runes that are, like, little power-ups for okay. use whenever until it runs out. So they're pretty important. Okay. And, like, do you not always start with one? No, they're 600 gold. Oh, Okay. So I think it was something like starting with a bottle is crazy or something. It was like, it's oh, stupid. Yeah, starting with a because you start off if you don't random like if you play random character or whatever, you'll get two hundred extra gold for going random. Mm-hmm. If you actually just pick your character, you'll start off with about six hundred. Oh, okay. So doing that means you have no stat items at all. Or, oh, okay. Or really regen items. So it's pretty stupid to do that. Oh, like, not a good idea? Yeah, it's not a good idea unless maybe you random... Like, what people do is they'll get their starting stuff, and then they'll just, like, get a bottle within, like, a couple minutes after oh, okay. some gold back. This 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 conversation made it sound like maybe they randomed a character they were really good at, and also, so they were able to get a bottle way quicker, and it was a big leg up or something? I don't know. I'm still sure. trying to parse what this all means. Sure. Um, what it means, okay, I'll make it simpler then. What it means, though, is if you picked a character or whatever, you just yeah. get 600 gold that now went to one item to somewhat keep you alive. Not great. Okay. You could have got items to get last hits better for more money, and meaning you could get experience quicker too. Like you're sacrificing time for experience, money, and health just for one item. Okay, 
So, like, are 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 you kind of studying other players' patterns and stuff, like on YouTube and oh yeah, live yeah, watching watching uh, tournaments and videos and stuff. It's one of the funner parts, especially now that I understand what they're doing. Because uh-huh. before it was kind of like the like watching hockey or football and not knowing like what the goal is, except for like. They, right. They want so kind of having to explain a sport to a parent or like somebody like it's just like, oh no, okay, dude. So there's four downs and you got to get the ball this far and like there's just a bunch of right. Like the only thing they know is that the ball has to go here. So right. Like, like so you get it and then you get points, right? And it's like, well, yeah, but you could also kick it. What? Like just stuff that confuses the core idea. So like somebody not in the know or whatever, they just look at it as like, okay, they're trying to destroy this thing on in their base yeah okay like knowing and that's fine that's interesting to see like how they fight for it or whatever oh so up the command center got it then like seeing somebody make a bold move and like kind of teleport into an area and somehow take another guy out which gets a steam like steam train rolling of a bunch of like them just kind of plowing over the other guys okay seeing like little plays and stuff that make the big play happen is kind of amazing now that i know what's going on yeah so as i'm learning this i'm getting more interested in it mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of snowballing into something i don't know i can stop right now yeah no like i've definitely been curious like uh i think it was on Dota today there was the observation that like there are very few games that have captivated game developers as fully as this has like a lot of people are really fascinated by this game and like that that part of it makes me kind of go like well what what is it about it what are they seeing like it's like apparently the design of it is just so weird compared to your average game like it's like the steepest learning curve ever it doesn't help you in a lot of ways that most games do like it is really challenging and mechanically complex in ways that most games don't trust you to be you know, like, which is kind of that part of the conversation sounds really interesting to me. I'm going to say mainly maybe because I finally kind of cracked the shell on Demon Souls. And those are things I like about that game. Sure. Yeah. Once you crack the shell on Demon Souls, you get that delicious innards. Oh, yeah. God, like, so good. Like, it's just like, oh, this is the reward people were talking about where it's like it. It's so it sucks so bad for so long, but you, there's still something about it that keeps you in. And then you finally have a victory that matters, and you get some equipment, and you get a bunch of souls, and then you get to buy stuff. And then you're just like, I understand this game now, and I want I want more. Let's go. Whereas the first bit is kind of just this weird complex thing of like the game just kind of dropping you in the deep end and expecting you to figure it out. Yeah, and like I actually really like that sensation now because it's just like. Thank you, game developers, for expecting me to be able to tap into my like decades history of playing video games to figure out how this one plays. You know? Yeah, it's like that moment where you're just like, oh, that little symbol means strength or whatever, yeah. and strength like, gives me like, this, so I'm going to do this, and now I'm going to kill this giant enemy and get all the souls. Or just like, yeah, like, oh, I want to change my weapon loadouts to, cause, to kind of accommodate different areas, like just kind of which stuff you want to bring with you and which environment, like how to manage your economy like the money and stuff well the souls you know like just kind of like even like one day i basically just died a million times and nothing happened in four hours but the at the end of it i was able to buy a new helmet and i was like there man i did it i got it that is now mine i have a permanent stat upgrade 
that was worth it. And next time I'm going to show that giant troll who's boss. See, and now then you get addicted there, too, because you're like, okay, now I can do this. And then you try it again, and you fail. And then, like, well, if I do this, you try it again, you succeed. Right. Gets a I've, new item, and you keep going. Like, I'm astounded by the level of patience I have for this kind for of game. For this game. I know. <laughs> like, it's just like, I've spent two hours just grinding slimes to get enough souls to buy this thing. But that was okay. Well, you know, that was worth it. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, doing repetitive stuff, but at the same time, it's like the slow rewards seem worthwhile, which is weird, because, like, some games that are, like, much more straightforward, it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I, like, I, get, I lose patience much quicker. Like, I, I've been playing The Last of Us as well. I got to, like, a stealth segment and died, like, three times. I was like, ah, fuck it, and turned it off. I like, was just like, I don't want to deal with this right now. You know, like, the, thing, the demands the game places on you are so narrow... In that sense, it's like, there's one way to get through this. You basically need to sneak through here. You can maybe stab this thing, but, you know, we have a pretty narrow range of activities you can accomplish in this area. Whereas in Demon's Souls, it feels like, I don't know what I'm not allowed to do, or able to do. It like, feels very go, much like um, Dungeons and Dragons or something in that way. Like, it's much more open to your player, like, the player imagination. It's just like, wait, what if I use the battle axe instead? And it's just like, oh, sweet, that worked out. Or, like, what if yeah. I, you know, or like you'll be playing, it's just like, sweet, I got way more herbs this time, or grass this time through. Now I might actually be able to get past this one point. And, you know, like, it's it's changing just a little bit here and there. Like, it's generally like run, like running a Meat Boy level or something, like, over and over, and it's usually the same. But sometimes it changes and tilts in your favor, and you're just like, sweet, this might be the leg up I need. Um, and then you get past that troll for the first time ever, and you feel amazing. And then you find out there's another one, like, two minutes later. But, hey, if you can kill one, maybe you can kill the other. I don't know. See, this all sounds like you're going to get into Dota. Okay. Like, you're <laughs> like you're ready to try it, and then if you like it, you'll start getting into it. I think at the very least, I'm going to go down this kind of Dark Souls and Dark Souls derivative game path for a little while. Oh, like, dude, once you've started on the Demon Souls path, you're on it for life. Like, yeah, it, no, like, it, it's just a matter of, like, I don't want to play this game anymore right now, so I'm going to shelve it for another, like, week, maybe. Yeah, but I want to beat Demon Souls before I move on, but I already have Dark Souls, and then Dark Souls 2 is, like, March next year. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a good enough, it's a good enough excuse to kind of get back into Zombie U, because that borrows a lot of ideas. Sure. Like, this might be the extra oomph I needed to power through that, too. So, I'm pretty jazzed up about those kind of video games right now. Which makes Last of Us a little weird because it doesn't quite fit some of that, but I, it, I, do, I am playing on a hard difficulty, which makes some of the stuff a little rewarding in that way. But it's really generous with the checkpoints, yeah. That makes it feel a little patronizing and almost like counterintuitive some ways. Like I'll get through a fight, but I know I can do it better. So then I load, and it's just like, oh no, dude, it like it it quick save like right after you killed that guy there's like well great now i don't have this ammo and i already used a med kit when i know i could have snuck up on that guy you know like you can't run it quite the same way as like a hotline miami level or something like it's just like no the game decided to save so move on you're just like okay it is kind of like do you mind if i get into that game a little bit like there's been some weird kind of pluses and minuses and ebb and flow of me enjoying it. Like, I started... I prefer no spoilers, though. Like, no, for so big stuff. Yeah, no, I know. W- I won't get into any of the major plot point stuff. Like, it's more just, like, the kind of flow of the gameplay systems the game lets you 
tinker with. Sure. Yeah. Like, if that's okay. Like, the game opens with a good stretch where it's not letting you do all of the stuff. Okay. Like, I, you know, like a tutorial, I guess you could call it. Oh, okay. But it's kind of drawn out in a way because they're also introducing a lot of story stuff. And that stuff, like, a lot of people are really excited about the intro stuff. The intro intro stuff is cool. It's basically a barely interactive cutscene, though. Like, you're kind of just running through an area as stuff happens. And it's good dramatic stuff, but it's, you know, mechanically not very interesting for the player. And also, I ran into an invisible wall early on, which really bummed me out. Like, it pulled me right out of the whole experience, right? Like, it's just like, yeah. oh, video games, why do you still have this? Like, it's like, you, when you bump into a transparent, like, system thing, where it's just like, you can't stand there because the cutscene's about to happen, so you need to stay in this area. But the game just kind of forces it That's on you. That's gross. Yeah, which... Like, maybe not a lot of people will bump into that. I'm kind of bad at just wanting to wander around, um, like, a lot. Like, I just look at every corner. And the game gives you some good mechanical reasons to do that later. When, like, I'm playing on a hard difficulty, so you need to scavenge, like, a lot. To kind of have any kind of inventory. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, no, that stuff I actually really like, because it's a good opportunity for the level designers to kind of tease you into exploring a lot of stuff they've set up for you and also you get a reward for it that seems kind of within the realm of possibility for the most part like you're just like i don't know why someone would leave this here like why did this family have arrows but whatever you know like i need those and they're here in this garage maybe they were hunters maybe they were hunters i don't know like some of the items you're getting are kind of weird but i do like that the way they're distributed it really forces you to use every weapon you have in a constantly rotating kind of way. So it's not like, no, I like the shotgun. I'm going to use the shotgun. It's like, no, bro, you have no shells. you got to use the revolver. And you're just like, okay, uh, gun's a gun, man. Like, these fights are pretty raw. I need something. Something's better than nothing, so this will work. Or, you know, just like, I got nothing. I got a brick. And you're just like, okay, that'll have to do. Sneak up on this guy. You know, like, it, it gets pretty intense. Like, I... D- sort of a manhunt kind of anxiety which oh i hated that anxiety in manhunt like a lot of people don't like manhunt because it's like just kind of tasteless well that's the one thing it did right is that when you're sneaking up on a guy's like don't turn around don't turn around then they turn a little bit you're like oh shit yeah there's a lot of good intense stuff like that where you're just kind of like there are like six dudes and that's bad you know, like, I need to get past this, and this is pretty. This is a pretty messed up way to do it. And the way the fights play out, like, a lot of the... There's some really great moments of that kind of split-second anxiety where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I shot with my slow-reloading rifle, and I hit him in the shoulder. I wanted to hit him in the head. And now he's about to, like, you know, pull out his gun, and also his buddy's coming, so then you just have to hit him with a pipe. You know, like you just have to get up on it and like yeah. care of that guy and then hide behind the corner. Like it has a certain like it's in a way it's almost reminding me of some of the stuff you get in a hotline Miami, but obviously like 3D and like really impressive animations and stuff. So it's like some of that intense combat stuff can go down. Like there was a pretty great sequence I just played before. I won't get into the specifics of it, but you kind of have to traverse a big area before you can finish the fight. And it really like let ramps up the tension as you're getting closer and closer. You're just like, I'm gonna kill that fucker. Like that guy's causing so much trouble right now, and you're just like, I need to get there though. 
and like yeah like some really good combat moments that play out and then i don't know like the big stuff though that people are getting really into is like oh man the story like the character dynamics are amazing it's just like I don't know, man. It's a zombie survival thing. Like, you have your zombie team sort of thing, and, like, you know, oh, like, borrows a lot from two movies, well, one movie specifically, Children of Men. Like, it's, Oh, that's a good thing, though. No, it, like, specifically some stuff they do is, like, that was a great idea to translate into a video game. Like, that was a great sequence to pull from. Um, And, yeah, like, but, like, the core premise is pretty similar. Like, it's basically, like, it is an escort mission, and you need to get somebody somewhere, and that is the backbone of the whole thing. And that yeah, that's fine. Like they and they do like you know. There's obviously like feminist a- analysis of all of this stuff, and like some people are kind of like, well, you know, it's better than, compared to some other stuff, but it's still not a great example. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So far, it's not been so much like damsel in distress stuff type stuff. It's more like she's a pretty tough person considering her age and everything too, and like she helps you. But like, if you're using the Sarkeesian like, like uh, labeling on stuff, it might be just another example of helpful damsels, but maybe a little better than most. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the conclusion yet. I don't know where it's gonna go. I wouldn't use Sarkeesian's examples of anything ever. Oh, you're not a fan? I think she's an idiot. Oh, okay. I'm. The conversation keeps shifting around. I think she's fine, but I don't know. People get so mad. You know what I'm mad about? What? Fucking, you know the game Infinite Crisis? No. It's the DC equivalent of uh, Marvel Heroes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Such a thing, but okay. Oh, is that? I thought they they were making a DC MOBA. Is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I believe that's what this is. Maybe we're talking. I think we're talking about the same thing. Anyways, they just gave me a closed beta code that doesn't work. Dumb bastards. Uh, oh, idiots. Jeez. God, they're so stupid. But you what? want to play their game, though, right? Kind of? At this point, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, scathing. Picks response and DC beef. <laughs> yeah, because we can live up to that. Headlines. Media superstars Paul Fleck and Daniel Rohr have <laughs> flashed out at DC Universe. Anyway. After I said such good things about that Man of Steel movie. Yeah, you did. I, I I talked to my friend Ryan after, and I'm surprised you guys saw the same movie. Like, <laughs> really different takes. Like, wow. Like, I, 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 you know, I brought some of the positive observations you made to his kind of, it's like, yeah, they do some stuff there, but I didn't, I, like, he was so mad with what they did with Jonathan Kent, I guess, like his dad. Why? Like, it's just, like, that character, the way he is in that movie just makes no sense. Like, the the scene he described to me basically sounded like an outtake from Twister. And it sounded shitty. Like, you know, oh, I got a yeah. dog runs out. What are you doing? Like, it's a tornado. Get yeah. back in the house. Like, it's yeah. just like, don't do that ever. Like, why would you? And then, you know, it's like, no, son, don't save me. I'd rather die saving this dog. And it's just like, what are you? Kevin Costner, what? Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah, I mean, I got two different extreme takes on that movie. I have no idea how I'll feel about it, but I still haven't seen it. Also, okay, update. Yeah. I'm an idiot, and I put it in the wrong place. That's why I didn't accept, so <laughs> it's over. You yeah. can put your guns down, get out of the trenches now. Okay. Yeah. Our loyal fans, don't, stop, stop boycotting DC. Exactly. exactly. Thanks for your support, though. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Stay tuned <laughs> okay. next time for our next beef here yeah. on Pixel Response Podcast. Next hot beef. We got tons. Oh man, I could go for some hot beef. I'm really hungry right now. Okay, so me talking about the sandwich probably didn't help. Uh, that was okay. I'm hungry like right now, and that was okay. about maybe 40 minutes ago. Okay, that so, was okay. Wait, is this like bringing about an early end of the podcast before I get to talk about the movie I saw, or what? No, oh, we're not stopping. Nothing stops the podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, man. I, yeah, I figured you were gonna go into talking about the movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a there's a My Little Pony feature film. Yeah. Fan- okay. I'm gonna go get a drink. Keep talking. Oh. No. What? Kidding, I'm here. <laughs> the monologue. Come on. Don't. No, I need I'm... somebody to react to my nerdness. I don't know. All right. Let's uh, do it. All right. So. It's kind of been limited engagements. Like it will show up for a day or two and then disappear and then come back. It's kind of weird. Like people saw it weeks ago. It's also on YouTube if you want to be a jerk about it. That's some like, underground shit right there. Yeah, two million people have already. The two million views have already happened. And I can respect that. I mean, that's kind of been a thing the show's been doing. Um, but anyway, so this, this show has been. This movie's been a little controversial. Little, you know, eyebrows raised because the ponies are turning into humans, which is a thing that happens in it. But that's good um, now because that means they're fuckable. Uh, they, th- that didn't stop anybody before. I was going to say, like, I yeah. think talking to the wrong fandom. <laughs> when I bring yeah, it fandom, yeah, it definitely makes it a broader thing for people to think about, I guess. Like, it's it's a weird thing here and there. Like, it's just like, hey, they're all high school girls, and they're hanging out, and they got these skirts, and it's just like, I don't know. Did you know that's some, God. like, Rule 34 shit about Pokemon out there, even? Yeah. Like, is that weirder than My Little Pony? Uh, oh, like, specifically with Pokemon? Yeah. The, yeah, no, I am va- more, less familiar with it. that. That is a little weirder, maybe? Because they're, like, dinosaur creature things, some of them? Like, it's it gets well, kind mean, of weird. Fucking a pony isn't any better, really. Pretty weird. But there's, like plays about it and stuff like about horses like it's a, it's a creepy thing that existed <laughs> sure. longer so then weird dinosaur what things. do you think is worse pornography about pokemon or about ponies paul at pixel-response.com we would love to hear your opinion yeah. anyways continue let us know um it, okay but aside from that which is kind of this weird kind of side issue that the movie gets gets at here and there um, it's just, it was a fun movie. It's just a fun cartoon thing. Like, it was like a weird premise. Like, it's just kind of, kind of fish out of water, back to the future type dilemma to some of it. Like, it's just like, you gotta go to this other place where things are weird, and you have a limited amount of time to fix this situation before it's pretty bad. And then you gotta come back, and it's just like high school comedy with these characters, and it's like, okay, that, that works. And then, yeah, there's some good jokes in there. There's a Transformers shout out, cause Hasbro the thing they do um that was kind of weird but i'm trying to think what kind of standout like tons of cameos for fans like there's tons of fan service in there that is kind of the thing they specialize in now it's just like hey got this character here and you're not a fan of that if i remember generally i guess but they i guess maybe it's because they had a larger framework for the story this time it kind of was okay it kind of worked for the most part. They were able to kind of get at the larger dynamic of the show that's cool. 
without it feeling rushed or forced or weird. Exactly. It was still kind of dumb. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't think it has like much play to anyone who's not already in. Like it's not like this is the good starting point. Like no, this will just creep with weird people out. There's a point where they all kind of basically go Super Saiyan and become weird hybrid pony humans. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm assuming yeah. your silence is like that. Sounds horrible. Like, yeah. That can't be right. That, like it's like it's a lady, but she's got wings and pony ears. It's pretty good, right? See the wing part isn't as weird. Okay. I guess. Uh, weird. There are also multiple colors anyway. Like, it's like a weird world where humans can be purple, and it doesn't matter. So oh, like, oh, yeah, there's, there's some crazy person. racism going on there, probably. Well, maybe it's just kind of like, why does that matter, man? We're all different colors. But yeah, there's like no Because they're just like, I ain't talking to no fucking perp. Yeah. For perp. I guess, I guess if you really want to analyze some of the stuff in here... Like, I was thinking about it specifically, like, you know, the the first season, like, Lauren Faust's whole thing was trying to make, like, cool, relatable girl heroes. But in this one, it's kind of, like, high school stuff. So there's, like, a little bit of, like, oh, will she date him or not? Like, uh, the whole thing is about being crowned princess that year. At, like, right, the, the most important things in life, really. Like, yeah, like, a little more gendered dilemmas in this one than normal, like, in, in the first season, maybe. But I don't know. It also felt like just kind of high school friends solving a problem, throwing a party, stuff like that. You know, it. the more I say, the more it sounds like no one's going to understand why I like this. But. <laughs> yeah, you're not making a case for yourself, really, but that's fine. Like, I don't know. It was nice to be in a crowd, like a theater full of people, and like Pinkie Pie does something hilarious, and people all laugh. And she's like, yeah, we're part of a thing that thinks this is really funny. And I, it's it's pretty funny. I don't know. That's fair enough. Just colorful, crazy cartoons on a big screen. It, it was weird to see. A lot of, lot of head-scratching fan service stuff. And I will say, maybe the weirdest part is, in the show, there is like an ongoing thing where Spike the Dragon has a crush on Rarity the Unicorn. And that kind of just, okay. I don't know. Like It's both magical animals that don't exist. That's fine. In the human world, the equivalent of that is a dog that has a crush on a person. That's hmm. weird, right? That's, um, isn't it? I think it'd be weirder the other way around. That's like in a furry business, like explicitly instead of weird well, like furry. a dog with a crush on a human. There's kind of like a Stockholm syndrome thing going on there. He, he, well, normally with like a dog and its owner, right? Like, it's just oh, like, you're just talking about a dog with a random human. Well, this is yeah, this is another person. Like this is not the owner. This oh, is, like, okay. Oh, adorable dog kind of thing and then i still think it's weirder the other way around okay fair enough they don't get into that exactly so i guess maybe it's less weird than it could be so fine also i'm hearing that popularity is best pony popularity okay i I don't know what that means okay i mean that was the thing i wasn't sure if they were going to change like their names in the human world which they don't ever call earth or anything it's just canterlot high school um and yeah it all centers on high school like the entire dilemmas of the entire realm in equestria is summed up in a high school in this one so it's like principal celestia and vice principal luna instead of you know princess and like queen or whatever no princesses they're both just princesses what Where's the monarch? I don't know. Anyway, um, as a fan service thing, 
it's pretty fun. fun. Also, I'm told it was a joke because being princess equals being popular. Oh, okay. Also, shout out to people listening to us live. It's Monday, so shout out to the chat room. Yes. There you go. July 8th. How? 13. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if we want to be like, hey, how was Independence Day? What did you do? I didn't do anything. How was Canada Day? Um, Canada Day was another day I spent working because you get. Hey, me too, bro. Oh, overtime, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I have yet to cash that paycheck though. That's uh next week, I guess. Um, but. Bet they didn't pay you under the table in cash. Unmarked bills. Unmarked bills. I'm gonna use this on the dark net. (laughs) I love the dark net. I know. I don't. I've never been there, but I love that. There's this like giant mystery that still exists on the internet like you're just like nah i'm pretty well versed in the internet it's like no you don't know the half of it there's literally there's another half (laughs) yeah there's another half and it is way different and you need it's like you need it's a part that cruella deville has yeah you know in like a judge dread how there's like the wastes and it's way bigger than the city and it's like you know who knows what's out there like, it feels kind of like that. You need to get equipped before you go out to explore that area. You know, you need it's to know how to... to go out alone. Take this. It is. You need you need your posse and you need, like, proxies and all sorts of knowledge and skills to even survive out there. Oh, let's talk about something along weird internet lines, I guess. Okay. Uh, do you remember there was videos of um, animal torture? Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, it's called... Um, were they called stomp or crush videos? Okay. It I, was a lady in high heels basically stepping on kittens' heads and, like, Jesus. dogs and stuff like that. Fuck, no. I, 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 I saw something yesterday. Like, it was, like, Reddit's greatest shames or whatever, and someone apparently killed a squirrel just for karma or something, and there was video of it or something. I didn't watch it, though. No, this one, the one I saw, unfortunately, yeah. was a, a stiletto heel going into a kitten's eye and, like, killing it. What the hell, man? Why are you what? Why are you watching that? I, I didn't mean I'm, to watch it. It was just one of those things that happened. But anyways, the sick the sick fucks behind that were caught. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I did. I didn't even know this was a problem, and now I'm glad there was a solution. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Do you feel Are, a little bit worse now? I, like, just it's kind of weird that that is a that that's a thing that goes on. Oh man. Okay. So. What what's that this the pasta website that people talk about? Which one? Creepy one. Creepy pasta. pasta? <laughs> wow, I'm glad I chose that word to pair with pasta. Yeah. Okay. I am not well familiar, very familiar with any of their things. Like I I've I've only you know through Reddit maybe encountered one or two. There was one that just weirded me out Which in one? a way that was, um, I think it's called normal porn for normal people. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like it was just like the like it was a well written story and the way it pulls you into just kind of like oh, okay yeah I could see that and then you just keep going and then sure. eventually you're just kind of like all right well time to go to bed and you're just like I don't know man that could happen that might have been a thing and then like you're like I'm gonna Google it that. got you they totally got me and it was like. I was I had to kind of slow clap the entire notion of it because it was just like that was a 
brilliant 21st century horror premise because that could have been a thing, you know, like not even so much the final story of like, oh, man, there was like this crazy chimp that killed someone. It's like, okay, but the earlier videos that are just weird David Lynch-ish like videos of weirdness, like it's just like give the dog some peanut butter and then the dog is like sick or something. I, I, I don't know. Like and it's all shot in like this creepy like not uh, clearly not a house like a set somewhere maybe like all the, de- the how detailed it was was the icing on the cake like it just made it that much more convincing i don't know that was like there's ones i've read that are like come on that never happened like it was like there's a hospital in japan where like some creepy person with no face or like you know weird stuff happens it's just, like, this is a bad horror movie that one was a pretty good horror movie that I was reading the premise for, so... Yeah, no, for sure. There's some there, um... But, like, just your kitten video, like, it's just, like, that's a real thing that you saw, so it's just, like, why couldn't this other weird horror exist somewhere on the internet? And you're just, like, yeah, it's Darknet, bro. I wouldn't put it past him. No. There. So, apparently, that's an actual thing called a crush fetish. Uh, yeah. It's a fetish in which one is sexually aroused, usually when someone crushes objects, foods, and sometimes small animals or insects with their body, usually under their foot or when crushed themselves. Okay. The term the term soft crush refers to a more common fetish surrounding videos involving inanimate objects or food being crushed, while the term hard crush refers to such videos involving invertebrates and animals, e.g. insects, reptiles, birds, mammals. Hmm. Now I'm weirded out because, like, I don't know. Like, I've killed bugs before. Okay, this is the name of the films. They're uh, Smush. So if you wanted to see a Go down the dark internet hole. Yeah, it's kind of gross. How did you get stumbled into this? Dude, what am I not stumbled into? Or something? What's that? Like the Morbid Reality subreddit that you... No, God, no. This was way before this was like probably five years ago okay okay like i mean yeah there's just links and stuff i just don't i just don't click on because see i I click on anything okay because i need to know everything i think i was doing something like that for a while and it was just like those were like the super late nights where it's just like oh man i don't know i'll just go on some do some internet before i go to bed and it's just like oh shit it's five in the morning it's hard get into it too much it's harder to read the creepypastas like you were talking about or the morbid realities and stuff when i'm at late at night now for me when i'm not somewhere comfortable like right now i'm sitting with like facing a wall where my computer is yeah and there is an open space behind me so i can't do that at night anymore because i hear things in my head (laughs) when i do so i have to be laying in bed near somebody preferably or like on a couch yeah, and then I can do that stuff, but I can't do it with my back exposed. It freaks me yeah. out. That's a, that's the that's kind of been like the revelation about horror stuff. Like it's like anything that sparks the imagination to go bad places is where that's what it's for. Like it's not so much what you actually see or read; it's like where your head will go after it's been there. Like it's just like oh no, <laughs> you know. Like you then kind of start making up your your new chapters in the dark stuff and it's just like that's bad that's not a place your head should go and then you just keep wandering down it because there's nothing else to think about in the dark that's kind of a strange like i can't remember who i was having a discussion with about this but kind of a strange little side note to that 
I can't sleep with my back to a door. Okay. Unless somebody else is in the room. Facing like, the doorway. Just, just you'll get the shivers up the spine kind like, of thing. When, like, I don't fucking trust that door, bro. Well, if someone comes in, no, then I won't know. Yeah, but like I'd be able to sleep like alone in the room or whatever as long as I was facing the doorway. Okay. That would be fine, but I could never sleep with my back turned to it unless there was somebody else there, and primarily they were looking at the doorway, too. Otherwise, yeah. if their back was turned, I would still have to face the doorway. <laughs> like, I mean, I get, yeah, I get the weird, irrational kind of, like, that sensation of, like, specifically when I was walking home at night, like, just a bunch of paranoid turning to see if anything's there. Like, nothing prompted it necessarily that I... I can confirm. It's just like, I thought I heard something and you just have to check. And then you check again five seconds later just to see if now it's there. See, and the weird just thing like is, like, stuff. I used to be afraid of the dark growing up as a little kid. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I'd always get my parents to leave the hallway light on for me to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't have that problem anymore, really, at all. So it's just kind of weird how fears can go away like that. But uh, the street thing, I don't know. Like, I've never had a problem with that because... I'm usually, like, have my hoodie on with my hood up, and, like, I usually have my shitty-looking beard and a smoke in my mouth. So then I realize that I'm the person (laughs) that people look over their shoulder and, like, move to the side to when I'm walking by because I'm, like, a crazy homeless person or something. Right, like, you walk past somebody, and you know they're checking. I am the knight. Did that guy turn around to come back? Is he following me now? Yeah. No, he's still going that way. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm the guy on the street part of the night that you don't want to be running. Yeah. Apparently. So I'm okay with that, but, so I've never had that fear, really. Okay. I have that fear when I'm alone in a vehicle, though. Which like is someone's in weird. the back seat or what? No, that like... Oh, someone's man. following you alone at night, kind of? Like yeah. Like, like the guess. Jeepers Creepers kind of thing? I guess. Like, I don't like, know, it's just so fear. irrational. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that in, like, the context of games to try to kind of, like, how could you replicate that sensation? Like, we were toying around with indie horror game kind of things. Wasn't there there wasn't there one where, like, there is something immediately behind you all the time, and that's how it kind of follows you around? Not Slender. Oh, my God. Yes. What? What was it, though? But, like, that weird puzzle one, wasn't that a thing? Where, like, you'd look away from it, and then you look back, and it's now right there with you. Oh, that and, was, um, Hyde? But, no, that wasn't Hyde. Hyde was, like, Slender. Right. If that was the Witch House one or whatever, where you're trying to get that... We were trying to kind of get that thing through. Yeah, it was just called Witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we just got stuck. Like, we just couldn't figure out one puzzle. Like, there was, like it was not so much... I don't I don't remember anything, like, explicit, like, monster following you or any horror horror type stuff. It was more just, like, a really weird, unnerving house puzzle that you were trying to get through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there, there was kind of that thing where it's like you look away and then you look again and it is now right there. Like that's just kind of like the thing I imagine, like if that actually happened ever, I would just like, my mind would just break or something. Like I just wouldn't know how to process that because I would know it's impossible or something. Like, sure. I think that's getting into that like Lovecrafty type thing where it's like you see something un unexplainable. Like you see something that cannot happen and your mind just doesn't know what to make of it. How to process so it. In, so you just go insane. Like, that's what Well, happens. you go in a survival mode. Right. And it's, like, 
I don't know, depending who you are, it's the fight or flee mode. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, it's flee. For other people, they get angry or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, like, snap immediately kind of thing. And, like, that's yeah. how societies devolve, like, as quickly as they seem to and stuff, which... Yeah, like it's just like give a crisis big enough, like it'll just be like, no, it's over. Society's done because who cares? There's a giant monster. Have you ever thought about getting like professional fighting training just to deal with monsters? <laughs> uh, not really. I don't think. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I've I've thought about like the survival kit idea kind of thing, or like, like a bug out bag. Yes, totally. Like, I've I've thought about that kind of sort of started prepping in the dumbest way basically okay i heard that lint from a dryer is the best fire starting stuff ever oh dude have you not seen what the that shit can do when it's heated up a little bit too much that's how fires start yeah yeah it's so bad so i have a giant bag of it oh yeah cool that makes sense yeah like so i was just saving it and like, I guess like now it's like, if that thing is sitting in the wrong place, maybe that's a bad thing. Like it's just like this dude straight up arsoned his own house. <laughs> no, totally. And you know what? It's kind of funny that because like, without the context that we're talking about it right now, if you were just like, so you know that lint stuff, I have a giant bag of it just in case. You now sound like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's more like you know, like well, in the irrational world, if society ever crumbles, I'll be able to start a fire. In the normal world, I can use it to go camping? I don't know. That makes sense, right? That's another reason someone would have a first aid kit. Yeah. That. So, I don't know. Just kind of and put it all in this backpack so it's ready to go camping. That, there you go. Put this knife in here. Oh, no, man. Camping. Like, I want to do a bug out bag, but I know one of the items I have to add is a gun. <laughs> really? Well, because if... You got bug out and it's that bad. You're gonna need a gun. Yeah. I Whether really it be for like hunting or something, right. or like killing people trying to loot your shit. Yeah. I mean, that is my favorite aspect of The Last of Us is like kind of replicating the road type style of just like if you find people that want like that, you just need to kill them because they're gonna kill you and they don't. They're bad. They're bad folk. They're going to murder you. So, like, sure. it, there's a decent enough world justification for the amount of violence in that game. They still tilt a little too into the you are Rambo, but you're not because you could die. But at the same time, you have, like, this amazing backpack that has all this great stuff in it, and you can make health kits and all this stuff. Like, you have the clear leg up, and, like, you've killed at the point where I'm at, like, dozens, hundreds, maybe, like, maybe a hundred people like it's it's kind of absurd but um i don't know it's it's still like the fights feel grounded enough to where it's like they're just as fragile as you you're not really the good guy because they were just trying to get your stuff and you're just trying to get their stuff you know like i like there's apparently a ways to play this game where you're just kind of like avoiding every conflict no if i see someone they're gonna die because they might have ammo you know totally yeah and like that's not necessarily a great justification in real life but in video game land it's like no dude this is on like this has to happen which i will say that's also one of my problems with the game because there isn't a one-to-one scavenge thing with that like a guy can come at you with a shotgun you'll kill him 
there is no shotgun. And you're just like, that's stupid. Because that should be there. You know? Or, like, you'll kill a random thing and it'll have, like, flamethrower ammo. And you're just like, why would it have that? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. they don't they don't necessarily do a great job of, like, grounding all the stuff in, like, a context that makes sense. Like, it should be, like, you kill a dude with a revolver, you get revolver ammo. You kill a guy with a pipe, you get that pipe. Like, that stuff happens with melee weapons, but the gun ammo is all over the place. And I assume it's because they wanted that really limited economy of bullets. So, like, And they, they couldn't find a way to balance that out with having enemies that were also tough. Right, because then if you do that, like, just one-to-one scavenging, then it's just like, oh, there's literally no incentive not to kill this guy. Because I'll get his stuff every single time. Right. You know, so it's just like, I want bullets in case I run into more zombie things, so I'm going to kill this guy right now. And, like, killing this one guy means that I will kill every guy now because he had the best gun. Which <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, that's the way it should work. Which I, I don't know. Like, I don't honestly see any mechanical incentive for you not to fight people. But I've definitely heard anecdotes of people trying to sneak past guys, and apparently it works. And the game kind of opens with a segment that tries to teach you to do that, and I got annoyed because I was, like, way under-equipped to fight the guys, and I just wanted to fight the guys. So, like, no, these guys suck. I'm going to kill them. And you're just like, no, you can't, because you have all Lame. That's so lame. Yeah. Like, it's, it's supposed to be an intro to, like, this is how the stealth system works, and you can run. And I was just like, okay, past that point, never ever ran ever again. So... Yeah, I'm, I might be playing it wrong by somebody's definition, but whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely still keeping me coming back and stuff. So in a lot of ways, it is a really impressive game, but the amount of... Like, it's the same thing that happened with Bioshock Infinite, where there's a certain contingent of people that are like, this is it, guys. This is the one. This is it. They finally made it. This is as though Orson Welles and Stanley Kubrick made a video game and is pure genius. It's mag- masterful, and you're just like, it's a zombie action thing, guys. What are you? It's, it's okay. It's it's pretty good by those standards. It's no Dota. <laughs> no Dota. Yes, that's because every time you play it, it will be the same game. That's true. Unlike Where's Dota, different? every time totally different. Four Completely five. different. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, and hundreds of hours. I mean, you've already outdone this game, and it's free. So what? What was I doing? Why did I why did I go on a weird quest to seven different stores to find this? I don't know, but did you eventually find it pretty easy or what? I mean, I I still feel like I got pretty lucky. Like um I went to a I like I decided pretty early on no store that should have this will probably have it. You know, like it's like I'm going to like I didn't go to any EB games for example cuz they would not only not have it, they would laugh in my face and make me feel like shit. So I was just like no, not going there. Um, I so I checked like department store stuff, like Walmart and whatever. Um, I don't know, like because we were near them, we went to Best Buy and Future Shop. They of course didn't have it either. Um, but then yeah, then it was like we should go to drugstores because I know they have like a small electronics section. And yeah, do. nobody ever goes there to buy games. Yeah, like it is the last place people check, and there was one copy left at uh one of them, and I was really surprised. Like I was like. You know, I was basically like, I don't think we're going to get it today. That's fine. It would be nice if we could just walk in and get it. But, like, I have resigned myself to the fact that people don't ship enough video games and this probably won't work out. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is actually here. It was apparently their second shipment and they only got two and it was the last one. And I was like, oh, wow. That's hilarious. 
even then, like, I don't think it is now at a point where you can just walk into a store and you'll easily find one, which is kind of weird. Like, it, it is a big hit for them, apparently. It's already sold, like, 1.5 million or something. So are we at the point now where we could just say fuck physical copies? Because why go through all that hassle anyways? It's not worth it. You know, generally, I I would much prefer being able to just digitally pick up a thing for the most part. Yeah. In this case, I knew like this is the same reason I didn't do that with Bioshock Infinite because I was like, this game is huge. Like this is going to take a while to download. Yeah, sure. Okay. Like I just I want some quick means of getting this thing going. Like it it's been available on demand like for PlayStation on demand. You could buy it digitally anytime. It is like 27 gigs though, I think. And my hard drive is one of the first ones. Like, it's a 60 gig hard drive. Yeah. I, I, like, I got a bunch of PlayStation Plus games on there and stuff. I don't want to have to reorganize everything. You got to upgrade to that terabyte, son. I, I need to put a different hard drive in, I think. Because I am using my PlayStation 3 quite a bit. Like, I enjoy using it. And I don't expect that to stop because there's a good slate of PSN games. And Plus is cool. Like, we've said it a bunch. Like, that's a product I will just say is a good idea. Of course. At least now. So, um, yeah, like, I, I don't want to get rid of that stuff. And, like, they've added some cool new stuff on there, too, like uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. I was playing XCOM on there, too. You know, like, Saints Row Third was on there. I'm not a big fan of that game, but that's needed them to do. And Battlefield Three was the recent one, right? Yep. There's, hey, here you go. I never played that. I don't know if it's fun on the consoles. I heard it was kind of limited, but, you know, hey, still a high-profile game. So, and if I had a Vita, man. I want a Vita. I want a Vita, too. They've actually successfully done that. They've given me enough small reasons to go like, yeah, man, I could do that. Play Spelunky anywhere. That's enough. I play Spelunky every night before I go to bed. Just play some Spelunky, see how far I get this time. And you know, if you want to give me the only, like, eight games worth getting on your system for free, because I have Plus, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I've been... The only one is Persona 4. Yeah. I want I guess, it so bad. I don't know if they'll do that or not. Like, it's such a big game, right? Yeah. That's, like, the reason why people would buy Vita. I guess that's been a weird other... Like, okay, uh, Troy Baker's in Persona 4. And that's one of those little things where it's just like, wait a minute. And then you look at that dude's resume, and you're just like, wow. That dude's been in, like, a lot of games <laughs> for a while. And yeah. he continues to be. It's it's weird. Like he's getting a bunch of praise over Last of Us stuff too, and he, you know, he's fine. He's doing a good job. But it's just it's strange to see how, like, this is like like that Nolan North peak moment in like oh seven oh eight or whatever, where he was in everything. Like you'd pop in a new game and you're just like, oh shit, he's also in this. Like you're you just got the new Uncharted, and then he's in Assassin's Creed as like the main guy, and then he's in like Spec Ops or whatever. Like it's just like. Just keeps going. Th- those are from various different years. I know that, but I'm trying to think through what. Act- oh, Singularity was also in that as like a supporting role. It's a great was, game. Like '09 just had this weird little rush of like Nolan North, like over and over. Um, this Troy Baker kind of has that going for him, although mm-hmm. not the same voice fatigue because he's allowed to kind of change it up a bit. Yeah, like Joel does not sound like Booker, so I'm not having like weird moments like that where i'm just like wait a minute what like it's it's pretty different um but wait yeah i was making the bio i was i don't know the hyper hyperbole thing that keeps happening I, i'm not sure what to make of it 
but um like you know like i'm not sure what i'd like improve about the game like i i had a pretty initial angry outburst on twitter when i started playing it because i was just like come on really like this does all of these things that i've seen a million times like it's a third person action game i'll always take, take cover behind the thing like all this stuff that just kind of falls right into a well-tread path but i don't know like i think i i think it might just be that like that recent discovery of like the trust versus not trust thing like that the the developer can have like the demon souls model of just like hey here you go let's let figure it out yeah this is the here is literally how everything works you know like i just i don't know i guess i feel we're at a point or at least some people who play games are at a point where the the one is preferable to the other where it's like Come on, guys. Video games are well-established. We've all played games like this. I get it. Just and if you're not part of that, fuck you. Like, if you're not if you're not with it by now, I don't know what to tell you. Like, maybe, like you're not going to be part of it, then. But, like, you know, even it... But, like, that's the thing. That's the weird thing with, like, the MOBA, Loma, like, League of Legends kind of thing that's going on. Like, a lot of people are into it, and they just kind of have to get into it themselves, right? Like, it's like... Sure. Tutorials and stuff, but like, if you want in, you need to get in that community. You need to watch stuff. You need to figure out how this plays, and people are willing to do it because it's it's worth it, apparently, right? You know, yeah. like or like Demon Souls, Dark Souls fans, like they're like, this is a hill worth climbing, you guys. Like, there's enough people sending that message back down to get people to want to take the climb, and that's a it's cool that there's a market like willing to do that and go on that adventure instead of just being spoon fed everything. So as long as that group's large enough now to sustain development in that field, like that, that's a cool thing. And yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're going for a big, multi, huge budget thing, like maybe you don't need to cater to those people at all. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who. Like, you know, like two million is good, but that's not that many. Like, it could be possible that's a pretty small contingent still interested in playing Last of Us, right? Yeah, for sure. Like so, you could go a little harder edged on some of those mechanics, maybe. I don't know. It's. I think so. I'm generally impressed with it, but whatever. Thoughts on the ending and whatever as that happens, and I'll let you start it obviously before we can talk about how we feel about the story. Cause yeah, I'm sure we'll do something with that. Okay. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I've been yeah going on a bit, but that's that's the primary things that are standing out in my memory right now. The things that happened of late. Yeah. Yeah. Any highlights that you want to get into? Dota. Leave Dota. Dota is the Dota's the thing. Check it out on Steam. Um, do you need an invite anymore, or is that? Um, yes, I think they're not free to play yet. Like where you can just download and start playing. I think if you wanted to get it now, it's like ten or thirty bucks, like depending on how much you want to pay. Okay. You can still get into the quote-unquote beta with an invite. Okay. Um, so hit you us up. You have an invite, right? I have a bunch of invites. Oh, like, am I in? Yes, I'm in. But also, um, I have some in my box. They got rid of my uh, invites. Oh, what? They can do that? Yeah, they revoked them. I don't have them anymore. Oh, is that... Why? Because they're Valve, and they're the creators of the game and the platform <laughs> so no but but i mean like why would someone do that like I, i'm just gonna check like do, would that happen to mine too 
Oh, I don't know. Like it's just like you don't actually have. Other people have said that they've done that too, so maybe they're just randomly doing it. No idea. Okay. Steam Market. What is this? Any? Okay. Maybe because they realized they probably gave out too many free invites. <laughs> maybe. It's like we have enough sample group now. We don't actually need. To... Well, they've been having some server issues lately too. Okay. So quell the tide a bit. Anyway, so you're gonna install it then. I don't think so. I I had it installed for a while and it scared me right away. So I think you should. Okay. I think you should do it. All right. Did you get Monaco? No, because I don't have anyone to play with. So what's right. The point? That's been a thing I've been thinking about again. But Steam sale. Well, a lot of decisions will probably happen spurred on by the Steam sale because that'll happen soon, right? That's a thing. Steam sale. Uh, well, I mean, technically, there's a sale all the time. Yeah, but like not a big sale. blowout. Not a big like cross the whole store. Kind but of yeah, thing. the summer one should be hitting soon. I mean, it's summertime. I mean, th- there's always that ramp up of like, where's the Steam sale? Where's the Steam sale? Like, like the murmur around it starts happening, and it's starting right here, right now. Where's that Steam sale at? I got money now that I want to spend on games, and I got a wish list full of stuff. Make it happen. Maybe you should be spending the money on that wish list. No, I don't want to give it to it all the like, dude. Ten bucks is too much for some of this stuff, man. Twenty five dollars for Kentucky Route Zero. Only two parts of it are out. I don't even know if it's good. Prison yeah. Architects thirty dollars. I don't know. I'm gonna wait on that. Like, what's Monaco? Well, what's that Prison Architects? Thirty bucks? Like, get out of here. Come on. Yeah, it's like one of those rolling beta things. It is by the guys who made um. Darwinia and Defcon and stuff like they have some. History. Oh, in that case, let me throw all my money at you. Come the fuck on! It's where you're building buildings. But it's it's like a Sim City, but with prison. For thirty bucks, it does seem a little steep. That's kind of like you know people are like, oh man, don't starve is great, and I was like, eh, fifteen, that's a little high, and then it went double. Yeah, you know what it's at right now, right? What twenty two forty nine? Okay, I'm not gonna pay that especially since i remember one sale it was literally like five bucks and i didn't buy it (laughs) yeah that's like this weird psychological hurdle they make for themselves where it's just like well i know the witcher 2 is only worth like four dollars so i'm never gonna pay 20 for it are you high sure it's like it's a problem they kind of made by ever posting it that low so i'm waiting that's one on my list like people are all yeah people are all one's real good I've heard in general Witcher's really good. It's the, apparently the new Skyrim. I don't know. People it's, are excited. I don't know. It's really good. It's not as okay. open as Skyrim though. I don't think. Well, that's what the promise with Witcher three is. People are like, dude, yeah, it's big son. This one's the one. Like, yeah, people are like, oh man, Witcher three is primed to be their Elder Scrolls four. You know, like where that broke big. Like Oblivion was the one that kind of broke over to the mainstream. That that's yeah. That's, well, I I remember confusing. one of my friends was super into um, Morrowind. Yeah, like I knew of Elder Scrolls with three, but I didn't jump in until four. Like I think sure. that happened with a lot of people. Like the stage was set with Witcher two because it's apparently really fantastic. So now there's like a bunch of people who are just like, ah, I'll get it the next time around. A big selling point is that you can punch horses. <laughs> in what the Elder Scrolls games or in uh, Oblivion. Yeah. Go up and punch a horse. That is true. You can do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go check that out. Horse puncher. Um, yeah, do, do you want to run down? Like, do, Okay, let's let's alternate a bit. So check us out on Twitter. 
uh, at Pixel Response. It's a cool place to be. Also, you can follow me, uh, Krasnor, K-R-A-Z-N-O-R. And uh, Paul is Exfosure. That's E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E. See, it's not as hard to say if you, like, take a second. Yeah. Because, like, it looks weird when you read it the first time Mm -hmm. or something. But when you actually say the letters over and over, you can say it quite fast because they flow fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. Check check us out on the Twitter. We're tweeting it up there pretty often. Like a lot of it sounds pretty sarcastic sometimes. I'm sorry, that's the character from your way. side. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's it's usually an angry rant zone. But if if you're into that, I'd appreciate that. You know, if you want. Mine is besides like replies because I reply people obviously. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's just like Dota. Anyone? <laughs> like, yeah, there was one of those sweet. a couple hours ago. So. Yeah. If you want to play Dota, that's a way to get in contact with Paul. You know what? We should put that out, that if you want to play, hit me up, and like I'll teach you what I know, which is very little. Mm-hmm. But we'll get going. We'll get something going together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's also ways to email us. Um, Nathan at pixel Yeah, you never say that one, but that is a thing. Apparently, like, it's supposed to be forwarding to my Gmail, so hopefully I've been just, like, getting those, but I don't know. With the server migration, it should have still kept the same because it's the exact same everything moved over mm-hmm. to the point where I even log in with my old account password and stuff. Okay. Like, everything migrated, so that should be okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, Indie Talks, which we'll talk about a new name or whatever you've been wanting to revisit... Yeah, that's uh, I've been. Well, I need to talk to you about scheduling, but I've been getting people. Oh, okay. So I have like some business cards from E3. I should probably pass on some info. To yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a thing again. Okay. Um. Again, uh, Spaghetti Cast. People should yeah, listen to it. that. I like check listening it. to those guys. So I don't really know what they talk about. So it's I can't, all over the map. Like, I can't say like they're a video game podcast. They're just kind of four dudes talking. One episode they had Grant Kirkhope, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I really liked listening to that. Actually, I like listening to that guy talk. They were talking about some Black Sabbath and random music, which was kind of oh. weird. Cool. Um, Kill Screen will be back. Maybe. Oh, has I that promise? been on hiatus this whole time? I haven't talked to John in over a month. Oh man, <laughs> I guess he he's been kind of gone and like SGC and all that. So and he's had some personal issues and mm-hmm. that whole sort of things. Like he's been dealing with a bunch of different busy schedule shit. So yeah, it's yeah, been fine. Um, I like old games too, so maybe I don't know. You guys should watch time. Yeah, next one is Zelda. I like those. I'm putting that out because that is uh, what we're going to be doing next, and that's going to take a while to record. <laughs> so I've been meaning to find a time that we could do it. Yeah, there's a lot of those games. I've played a good chunk of them. So. And it's going to be all the Zeldas. It's going to be uh, where Four we... Four Swords just, Adventures. Well, it's where we talk about all of them, so it'll probably be two episodes. I was thinking yeah. older and newer generation. Yeah, like 3D and 2D or something, or... Yeah, but then 2D extends to stuff now too, though, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, there'll be a split somewhere, but yeah, like you divide it by pers- like camera perspective or era. Like it's like up to 98, and then we'll talk I after. Mean, 
No, I think what we'll just do is talk the whole time, and then I'll split up by time. Okay. <laughs> the actual episode, so... See you next yeah. time for the Majora's Mask episode. Yeah. Exclusive. Maybe... Yeah, maybe we should just do it piecemeal. <laughs> like, for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the year, like, I'm set. <laughs> yeah, like, Retro Kill Screen just becomes that Zelda podcast. Where it's like, the first one's The Legend of Zelda, the second one's Adventure of Link, third one is Link to the Past, and it just keeps going like that. There's one for every single one. I don't know if there's enough nuance. I honestly don't think there's enough nuance at some point. It's like, this one has a whale in it. <laughs> And this is the first one to have the boomerang. It was pretty cool. Yeah, they all have, like, the same dungeons and everything, basically. <laughs> yeah, this one had time travel in it. That was kind of cool. It's like a five-minute podcast. That means I'm going to have to find, buy, and then play Skyward Sword, though. That one was good for most the most part. It lost its way, at, like, in one dungeon specifically, but I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Also... I've been throwing around the idea, Dota podcast? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did but you like, today? Not like, not, like a, not like a pro thing, obviously, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to maybe record, like, ideas and stuff as I learn the game. Okay. So, so like, kind of like this... an entry point where people are like, I don't really know much about this, and then they listen and learn with me at the same so it's time. it's like discovering Dota. There you go. It's got alliteration in it. It, yeah, actually, it was already um, decoding Dota. Okay, ooh, it's even but more techy style. More techy. However, I'm thinking I'm gonna change it to something so that when you go like letter by letter, it makes mm-hmm. more sense to something in Dota. I don't know. Oh, no. okay, make it even more inside joke. Exactly. Unofficial yeah. announcement though. I want to that. Dota. <laughs> Dota creep. <laughs> Jungling jabbers. I don't know. That one's actually not too bad, I guess. Okay. Jungling jabbers. <laughs> Jiminy Jelkers. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. We'll Longest outro ever. Yeah, we'll see you next time.